Sports Ball. This round, though. Oh, man. Until then. Oh, he's done. He's wow. done. History has been made. Conor McGregor is the UFC lightweight champion. I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. He's back. I still love that. He went for a Madden hit stick more than any player ever and missed it and lost the game. I hate Joe Buck, but that's my favorite call in sports history. Oh, yeah, Joe Buck. I only like him when he announces us as world champions. Um, This is going to be the lowest viewed show across multiplex ever because we're talking about what – Boatman started sweating when I brought up the topic. Sports Fucking ball. sports people. These are the people that dunked, these are the people that put my head in the toilet. Um, yeah, we're talking about sports. I've wanted to do sports for a long time. Sports is probably my biggest passion. Like, it's probably bigger than movies. If I'm being honest with you, like I've watched sports my entire life. March Madness is around the corner. Look out for the Facebook page. I will be sending out a bracket. Um, I love March Madness. It's my favorite probably time. I'm a diehard Red Sox fan. I'm a I play fantasy football crazy, but I wanted to do the show. And crazy enough, I got five people. One is Coho, but it's not him. It's supposed to be Lucas Schildbach, but I think he fell asleep. Not sure. He's last on the list. We'll see if he's here by the time to talk about his athletes. Um, uh, but I think he died. Um, he said he's got bar here. So I might not have to read. I might not have to read a single selection of this. Yeah, maybe he just read it, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, we're talking about sports. Favorite athletes, best athletes, it's going to be a mix. I have very strong opinions about some of these athletes. Some I don't give a shit about, to be honest with you. And then some I'm like, oh, really? That person? We'll talk about Um, Again, my favorite player, my favorite is baseball. We'll talk about that. Bar, we're here. You have a Phillies hat on you. You wore a Red Sox jacket at one point. I don't like you at this point because – I don't know what to believe, but you're a Phillies fan, apparently. God wrecks your soul. Most lose. I think the most losses in MLB history. I think that's actually a stat. I think you have the. I think the There's a lot of sound. Somebody What is that? Okay. Uh, bar. How do you think you're going to do tonight? Did you pick 10 athletes that I'm going to enjoy? Uh, I don't know about that, but. Uh, yeah, I know. Look, it's not about the Phillies. It's about the Mets, baby. Love the Mets. All right, baby. Let's go get a home run, baby. Love the Mets. Let's go Mets. You set that up, and I hate when somebody teases in their own, like, cue time. And you text it to him to smile. I saw the game plan, and I don't like it. Go ahead. Um, but, yeah, sports is a major part of my family. 
Uh, I'm kind of the odd sheep out, but I still I still love sports. So I've got a lot of personal picks, and we'll see how Cody feels. You're the guy that shows up to the Super Bowl party for the appetizers. I get it. Um, I make the appetizers. Oh, even worse. Uh, <laughs> we got a first time. Uh, per- <laughs> we got the first time. Patrick, uh, you saying you last, I think, last week. Couldn't get you on last week. I think that was yeah. last week. Was but last we got week. you on. You came in with sports, which I appreciate. Uh, tell us a little bit about your sports love, and do you think you're going to do better than Bar? Because I think that's the best. Um, I mean, I don't care. Uh, whenever I come to these types of shows, I do what I love. I put forward what I love. I don't give a shit about anybody else. Oh, Lord, that's this is going to be a fun time. <laughs> it's going to be painful on this show, but welcome to the show. Hell yeah. Uh, that's what I'm here for. Uh, all right. Scully, I think we share the problem. We, we are three of us share a fan base basically where two of us are I, I think over three of us would be diehard Rob Manfred by the way if you're listening you can eat a dick <laughs> I'll be honest with you you can eat a dick thank Jeez. you so much I, I can't stand you as a human being fuck off now I don't get to play the Orioles for three games and get three wins I'm really ticked off about it okay Scully how do you think you're going to do tonight? Are you going to be able to beat Bar and apparently somebody that just loves stuff and doesn't care about my opinion, which is the wrong show? Oh, I'll absolutely beat Bar because he's kind of the uh, sport. He's, I mean, his sports knowledge is even dustier than Boatman's film knowledge. Um, he, he's going to be talking about Honus Wagner for like 50, like 50 hours. He'll be here all night. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be in time. I love. Jesus Christ. I- I love sports. I've loved sports since I was a kid. I was the four-year-old who was watching the Sports Center instead of cartoons in the morning. Um, but yeah, I just have I'm I'm I, I'm I'm an appreciator of, of all athletes from all sports. I think you're you're going to see a good mix of all sports represented tonight. So yeah, I'm excited. Amaru, probably the truest sports fan here. The man is wearing a Knicks jersey. If anybody's experienced pain over the last couple, it's got to be you. So if you've decided to rock a team for that long, that means something. How do you think you're going to do tonight? I've I've not only rocked the Knicks for 33 years, but I've also rocked the Washington football team. Not bandwagon at all. Pain. Utter pain. Uh, But it will never die. Uh, I think I'll do pretty all right. I, I left... There's a person I left off, which is absolutely the correct answer for this list, but they're not there for me. And every, and I don't know why. Every time I made the list, I'm like, no, no. But, but the fact that they're not on there, whatever. Uh, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I like my list. I like the people who are on there. There are plenty of ways you can go with this. But I still think I'll do pretty well. But that one omission I'm just saying right here is knocking me down, at least in my head, even though it stays off anyway. By the way, the the commanders now. So get you saying to it. Uh, next person, easing, uh, easing into, into it. Probably the cleanest person on this call right now. I think he was in the shower before he was in the book. <laughs> it just took a little too long. Lucas, we have plans to go to Fenway Park together at one point in our lives. So you have already. I'll probably tip my hat. You probably could have a chance to win this pretty easily tonight. But how do you think you're going to do tonight with me as the host? I mean, 
I think we line up in a lot of ways. We have a lot of similar fandoms. Um, when we don't have similar fandoms, we end up bitterly hating each other over the results of certain fights. Um, and then Lately, UFC. We've been calling each other cheaters for, you know, months on end. Um, yeah, I I almost did just the Cody suck-up pick of just picking 10 2004 Boston Red Sox players and just putting them on a list. And I think I would have won, I would have gotten like an A quadruple plus or something. Yeah. Um, but I tried to be a little bit um, more interesting. Uh, I tried to put some different sports in there. Uh, no soccer because, come on, who likes soccer? Um, that's right, rest of the world, suck it. <laughs> Uh, to quote one of my favorite people, uh, my, when I walked across the soccer field after football practice, uh, my dad threw my cleats in the trash. Um, <laughs> we don't we don't play that thing. Um, all right, so everybody knows how the show works. Hell, I'm surprised we have seven people watching. This is gonna be a great time. Um, bar ten nine eight. By the way, Lucas wasn't here. I'll just admit it. We have clips for number one. So when you say your number one, just say it. Okay, bar. What is your ten nine eight? All right. Uh, my number ten is Ladanian Tomlinson. Uh, my number nine is Billy Jean King, and my number eight is Randy Johnson. Likes okay. Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson is a personal pick. He was the, the first athlete I actually knew by name. Um, I always really, yeah, I, when I was younger, I watched the Chargers a little bit more than other teams because of him. Um, but he was an explosive player, and he was really good. Uh, so that's my number 10. My number 9, Billie Jean King. Uh, just a terrific tennis player, and it's one of those moments where like people were like, oh, women's <laughs> tennis, too. And then Billie Jean King just shut the fuck up and showed everything. <laughs> okay. Somebody save that picture. And uh, If anybody out there, click <laughs> it and just save it for the world to see. <laughs> but basically, Billie Jean King uh, showed up, showed out, and uh, proved that, you know, women were just as good as men in tennis, if not better. Uh, always respected her for that, and she was just a great player. Uh, and number eight, Rennie Johnson. This dude was just a marvel to watch on the mound. Like, especially for being as tall and gangly as he is, that dude could throw a fastball. Uh, have you ever seen the video of him hitting that bird in midair? Jesus Christ. Uh, impressive. Uh, yeah, this dude was just a marvel of a pitcher. Okay. Um, LT, I still think, like, standby. Like, of a running back, kind of changed <laughs> how, overall, how the game was. Like, those that season, I think he scored 27 touchdowns in one season. I think he was just a flipping nightmare out there. Quick, elusive. I mean, you could, I, I, running backs are really hard for me because there's just a ton of running backs in time that I'm just like, yep, that was a quote. Like, LT was always one. I was pissed and never got him in fantasy. Like, it was always like somebody else would grab him. But, yeah, LT quality pick. You can pick a lot of people to fill that spot. Nine, Billie Jean King. I think this is a weird-ass pick. I'm just going to be honest with you. I have nothing against Billie Jean King as a athlete, but I don't think you ever saw her play. Like, I think she retired in 1990. We're about the same age. Like, what the hell are you watching? And there's, another, there's two sisters that – came along we'll talk probably we might talk later but they came along and billy jean king may open the door but the other two fucking beat the shit out of the door and it's like it's wide open now so that's my take on it billy jean king whatever uh especially a higher than lt is wild to me uh and then uh eight randy johnson i'll still say 
one of the craziest pitchers I've ever watched in my lifetime. Like John Cruck still in the all-star game, just swinging out of his shoes to get the fuck out of the batter's box as fast as possible because he had no intention to stay in there. Talk about his fastball. His slider was the nastiest thing I've ever seen. That thing started at the top and went down. Um, and yes, that bird fucking oh, that was still one of the most amazing things ever shown on screen. Those feathers. Pete is still pissed. Uh, great, great uh, overall uh, player. Uh, yeah. So, two hits, one miss. We'll see. Uh, Patrick, you don't give a shit what I have to say, but talk about your 10 Uh Yeah, I'll preface this. My list is mostly personal. Guys that are all, like, legitimately great, but uh, yeah. mostly personal stuff. Uh, my number 10, Lionel Messi. Yikes. Number nine. Number nine, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Oh, I guess, yeah. Uh, and number eight, Rafa Nadal. Uh, um, what did you say, Rue? Are yours? Yikes. Okay, so it's higher. It's higher in the sevens. Yeah, it's higher in the sevens. Okay, okay. So just talk about your uh, okay, Lucas. This in your ten. He's in. He's in my ten through eight. Okay, so you both can talk about it now. So, um, yeah, this is as much a pro Khabib pick as it is an anti Conor McGregor pick. Uh, <laughs> I I think Conor McGregor is the most overrated mixed martial artist in the history of mixed martial arts. Uh, and when- Ooh, you suck. When Khabib choked him out, it was one of the happiest moments I've had watching sports in a, in a long time. Uh, this dude mauls people, and it's so exciting to watch him just, like, literally, basically just sit on another elite fighter for 20 minutes at a time. It, it's legitimately the most fun, some of the most fun I've had watching this martial arts in my life. Uh, and Rafa, um, I mean, the 2008 Wimbledon final is all you really need to know about Rafa. It's probably the greatest tennis match ever played. Um, I fell in love with him as a kid because he just had so much more swagger than Federer. Federer was so cool, but I always loved Rafa, and I think him being a, a lefty is uh, is probably what makes him even that much cooler. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't care about tennis if Rafa Nadal didn't exist. Uh, Lucas, talk about Khabib. Okay, so Khabib is my eight. Um, I've uh, loved him since the Michael Johnson days. Um, really, really early fighter. Um, I will say the, the reason that the Connor fight is great is not because Connor's overrated. It's because Connor, uh, behavior leading up to that fight was one of the most despicable things in history. And he crossed somebody that you don't talk about a man's wife and you don't talk about a man's religion. And, um, they, he, Khabib comes from a really hard part of the world where you don't do that shit. And if you do, you pay for it, um, over and over again. Um, I will never forget just the constant, uh, talking in the Michael Johnson and Edson Barbosa fights, um, imploring his opponent to give up because he had to fight for a title while he just brutally beat them into the ground. Um, and then, you know, the ending, he loses his father. He goes into a final fight without the man who's trained him since basically birth. And then he switches from an arm bar to a triangle. So he doesn't break his opponent's arm in front of the man's parents. And then he required retires and walks away and, is now basically just an incredibly elite MMA coach. Um, we could go into like technical breakdowns about how he's literally changed wrestling in MMA, and serious. people now the hand the Dagestani hand guards and wrapping the legs, all those things that basically did not exist before he started doing them, and he's just uh, given it to an entire generation of fighters after. Complete you shut savage. your fucking mouth. Okay, Complete, listen, okay. 
I mean, come on. The best thing, though, is he gets up at that fight and he walks out, he gives glory to God, and he tells them he's going to smash their boy. And they boom, and he tells he's going to do it, and then he doesn't. So Man, good. It's a fucking legend. So good. So good. Okay. So, yes. I am not an anti Khabib fan anymore. I was an anti Khabib because I will say I don't care. Conor McGregor, love him or hate him, changed the game for the better. Leading like, up to Alvarez, absolutely. I mean, he was yes. so much fun to watch. After okay. that, disappointed. But, yeah. Shut the fuck up. My okay. <laughs> The man changed the game and made made UFC even bigger stage than what it is right now. That's the facts of it. The fact is, if I was Connor and Connor fought anybody, I would have never signed up to fight Khabib because that is the most biggest mismatch in the human. I've always said this. I've talked to Lucas numerous times. We watched many UFC pay-per-views together. You don't fight a person that has to fight for a living, like has to fight to survive places. He's wrestled a bear. This man's a – you don't enter a ring with a human because if he's beat – he's played, he's fought a bear, you don't fight. A human's nothing to him. And, again, he is a – he is a he is a boring fighter for the most part. Like I will say, he's not the knockout kind of guy, but, like, the way he's able to just literally take a person, hold them to the ground, and just beat them shit out of them and just like sorry this is what's going to be i still think justin gaethje threw that last fight i will stand by it that was one of the worst performances i've ever seen in the history of ufc he literally just laid down for him and let khabib just like fucking fucking basically it was awful i was one of the i just i mean i'm glad he didn't snap his arm but i wish khabib kind of snapped his arm it would be really great to see because <laughs> maybe you wouldn't have beat michael team um okay uh yeah khabib that's great uh i'm surprised he's low on your list be honest with you, Lucas. That's well, a little low for you. Little, we'll basically, 20, if you like, he's a fighter that I fell in love with when I fell in love with combat sports, but that's like 2015 onwards. Uh, stick gotcha. and ball stuff was, you know, I was a little kid, you know, watching those things. Scully, 1098. Yeah, my 10 is Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, my 9 is uh, Roger Federer. And my 8 is LeBron James. Boo, you suck. All right. Ooh, you suck. So we'll start with Griffey. Griffey no was one, one of the. Said yikes on LeBron. Dude, I fucking Listen. love this panel. You all are a bunch of beautiful people. Let's move. Let's keep going. So with Griffey, yeah, he, he was one of the first, you know, baseball players I I, I ever watched, and especially was uh, especially growing up in Seattle for much of my childhood. All I saw were Ken Griffey Jr. Jr. highlights, and I was instant. I, I was treated to constantly as to how great of a hitter he was, a base runner he was, and a fielder he was. Like, he was one of the first like complete players of the modern era. It was absolutely insane how well he performed in all facets of the game. His athletic ability, it was unparalleled to anyone else in his era. And the, the fact that he was able to play for over 20 years and not fall off all that much as the years go on, what was... No, 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 not all that much, but, like, it's, but it, 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 it was incredible. Um, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, and um, my nine, Roger Federer, um, one of the first, like the, the first tennis player I watched, and I just fell in love with him. I just think like, like his 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 stroke was just so smooth. He was so fun to watch. I loved his attitude on the court. I, I thought it was like it was like the, the perfect attitude to have like a mix between like. Yeah, that, that 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 like fierce competitiveness, but also that quiet demeanor that a lot of athletes have when they're in the heat of competition. Um, still, still like the only 
tennis player I will probably watch. Like if, if tennis is on, like, oh, is 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 he playing? Nope. All right. I move on. Yeah, he's the only reason I still watch tennis. Um, and then LeBron James, this is more of an of uh, a, an objective pick. I'm not a huge fan of him as a person. However, I don't think it can't. I don't think it can be denied that his athletic ability. He's one of the best athletes of of, of this era. I mean, the guy could have played professional football if he wanted to. He's an absolute beast of a human. Everything he does on the basketball court is un is is flawless. It's it's flawless. And the fact that we're trying to hold him to to the same standard at 37 as he was held to at 27, I think is just a reminder as to how talented he still is. I mean, he is carrying a roster full of geriatrics at the moment, and they're still somehow in the playoff halls. So I think he deserves to be on this list. All right. Your 10 is who? Ken Griffey. Yeah. Uh, Ken Griffey also just went up higher on my list than he was because there was an interview that came out long ago about the Yankees and he's like, hell no, I will never play for the Yankees. I would I would retire tomorrow before I play for the Yankees, which was the happiest I've ever seen in my entire life. So thank you, Ken Griffey. Uh, Trout before Trout. Cincinnati days, I really wish he didn't go to Cincinnati, to be honest with you. I really wish he would have signed with another AL team who was mm-hmm. able to play DH. His career would have been way better. And I honestly think he would have broken records even farther with home runs without having to play the field in those older years. I just think his career was short to be playing in Cincinnati. What a weird fucking ballpark to go play for, too, especially when you're Ken Griffey Jr. Fucking strange. Um, I mean, it's gone of the Pete Rose days. Um, number nine, uh, Roger Federer. I don't really give too much shit about tennis. Like, I when it's on, it's on. I'm not a passionate person. Like, oh, there's a tennis match today. I don't care, really. Like, I'll watch finals. I'll watch I'll watch a certain athletes, uh, certain players, uh, but I won't, like, seek it out. Like, Wimbledon, when it comes on, especially during the summer, like, I'm like, yeah, Wimbledon, but I don't, I don't follow it as much as other sports. That's heat, That's peak baseball time, so I don't have no time. Um, and then number eight, LeBron James. LeBron sucks. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I, like, as a player, does he suck as a player? Absolutely not. He's does really great in the soft NBA that we have now. It's a really great time that he's playing in. He's able to do all the stuff that he is. Uh, the NBA is just not the same as it was, especially growing up. It's just it's changed, and that's fine. His career is able to go a lot longer. He'll break every record. He he. The problem is the problem that it soured for me. The hundred percent sour, and you can say what you want. The to say the the time his dumb ass decided to get on to a podium, do an ESPN special, and call it the decision and announce to the public that he's taken his talents to South Beach and play with Dwayne Wade. That was fine. I had no problem with you playing with D-Wade. Why wouldn't you? He just just fucking signed the contract and went to play D-Wade. You don't need to make it a fucking 30 for 30 special. Hated him from that day on and never became more. I'm not a – I love Luka. I like playing – I like Dirk. I play – I'm not a Mavs, like, diehard. But I've never rooted more for the Dallas Mavericks in my entire fucking life than the first time because that bastard stood on stage and goes, not one, not two, not three, not four, and then lost his ass. Love it. He Now he's destroying the NBA. Honestly, he is in the worst way possible. He just is because – He's creating this world where you just trade up all your youth and all your stuff. It's going to end up be like free agency, like where baseball flipped on its head, where you can't just sign and win championships anymore. you got to do different things. I think LeBron is super overrated. Everybody compares him to MJ. 
MJ played against Plumbers. MJ sucked for his first for 10 years, blah, blah. You say MJ was not that, like, is not, did not make the scenes that MJ has made, uh, and LeBron has made over his career. That's the problem. That's the biggest disconnect the boys have, especially championships. But we'll get probably into that later. Um, okay. I think that's it. Rue. All right. Uh, my number 10 is Lawrence Taylor. Uh, my number nine is Allen Iverson. Uh, yikes. Hold on. Oh, we'll, we'll go ahead. Uh, and my number eight is Michael Phelps. Can yes. we stop before you say anything? What team did you say you support? Me? Yeah, football. Uh, Washington. Interesting. Come Do you know what your boy here did <laughs> to your quarterback? Um, so he took off his leg and beat him to death with it. Yeah, let's let's okay, just you can talk about him. Let's just go with this. My family football dynamics. I'm a Washington <laughs> fan, my brother's a Dallas fan, and my father's a giant fan. It's crazy. Absolute division. We're all in the same division. None of us are bad. Thanksgiving has to suck. <laughs> oh. It's fun every single year. Every single year. Um, however, we recognize greatness, and Lawrence Taylor is by far the greatest defensive player, if not one of the greatest NFL players of all time. Uh, first man to do uh, MVP as a defensive player. He was scary as hell. He was intense as hell. He did things on that side of the football field that most people uh, will never, ever, ever be able to do again. Um, dude was just utter, ridiculous, sheer, raw talent. Um, and football intelligence to boot. Um, dude was crazy. Uh, number nine... Uh, Alan, really I, yikes. Yeah, yikes. Yeah, 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 Um, and number eight, Michael Phelps. Look, he's yikes too. Yikes. Oh, I didn't hear the yikes. Yet. Well, there you go. We'll, yeah, we'll because because I was yelling at you about that you picked Lawrence Taylor <laughs> that literally killed your quarterback. Um, yes, no. Uh, so my first side of watching Lawrence Taylor actually, um, he fought Bam Bam Bigelow in wrestling. Um, that's where I knew Lawrence Taylor first. Just to let you all know, um, not as good. Dude, the clips from Lawrence Taylor are about the scariest things. Like, I wouldn't – I understand, especially after the broken leg, how if I was a quarterback, that ball would have been delivered in the fastest setting. Like, I would have been out of the league tomorrow. Like, I would have literally went to a different – if I was in the NFC, I would have went to the AFC. I would not have played against him. Like, that dude is scary on the field. Uh, there are players like that before, but um, – like there's players that I can still mention that are that terrifying, but yeah, you're right. MVP changed the game. I have no problem with Lawrence Taylor. It's just crazy that yeah. Washington football team. That's fucking painful. Yeah. yeah, there's a whole line of their field that has like a graveyard. It's like it's an entire graveyard on that side it's of the. the 39, it's the thirty-nine yard. Uh, I got that one. Yeah. Can, can, can we kick Bar just for that? His most recent comment. Oh God. Oh. Fucking hell. Oh. Um, God. Uh, by the way, I love that uh, – Scully, you're going to get some bonus points. You put LeBron at eight so no one else could talk about it and argue with me, so I really appreciate that for that. Uh, uh, we're going to go to uh, uh, Lucas's 10 <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, all right. My number 10 is uh, Julian Edelman. My number nine – is half Thor Julius Bjornsson and uh, my number eight we already talked about, Khabib Nurmagomedov. All right, Julian Edelman. Uh, 
just this is a complete homer pick. I um, made a couple conscious choices. I was also told this was favorite, not best. So um, I don't really, it's not, if it was best, I would do something more analytical, but this is purely like people I loved watching. Um, just Julian Edelman was a fucking baller. He was a seventh round quarterback. We turned into a slot receiver and then went on to be the number one target on several Super Bowl championship teams. Um, just a tough dude who caught fucking everything. I still remember the play where he like fell down and somehow managed to still catch the ball, keeping a drive alive. Just a freak who arguably never should have played in the league because why on earth did we draft a quarterback from Kent State that had more running attempts than passing attempts as a senior? But um, thank God we did. Um, nine, uh, I'm a huge strongman fan, so I had to put my my favorite strongman of all time, Hathor Julius Bjornsson there. Of course, most people know him as the mountain from Game of Thrones. He's also a absolute freak of nature um he started off as sort of a just great athlete who could move really well and then turned into the statically strongest human being we've ever seen um culminating in a 501 kilogram deadlift uh before retiring just a complete freak always a blast to watch and uh yeah he also turned his uh athletic career into a you know scariest fuck role in the tv show and then i've already talked about it so. Uh, so just to let everybody know on the grading scale tonight, like favorite and best, I'm not, if you set up here and like arguably put Gretzky and all these great things, that's whatever. It's going to be the people I relate to most. So don't like, just cause you have like the most champion. I don't give a fuck. Um, so I'm okay with Homer picks. Like I expect those, uh, Julian Edelman. I still, that, that shot to the head that he took and like spun really? and like, and got and just kept running. I was just like, that dude has seen that concussion right there um but yeah julian Edelman. i mean as much as you can hate tom brady and the patriots for what they were able to do over those time frames especially if you're not a patriot fan but just it's just how they were able to find them slot receivers and just keep it going last one just anybody quick danny they were just and julian Edelman, one of the best and he not a bad throw he's thrown a few so not bad um Hate to see him out of league. He's always like, and so small, but always has like just a big personality and um and great as the mountain. That's what I'll say. I'm I don't watch strongman as much. I know you're an absolute nut for it. <laughs> not, I, I used to watch it all the time when it was on ESPN, where I was just like turning on like four a.m. and they're picking up, they're pulling a semi down the thing. Like, this fucking shit is awesome. <laughs> but I haven't been able to catch much at all. But yeah, the mountain. He crushes people's heads pretty well. All right. My favorite thing about sports, yelling sports at each other. So now we get to do it. And we get to start with bar. So Billy Jean King was eight, everybody. So where are we going to go? Uh, uh, Billy Jean King was nine, bitch. Um, so. Jesus Christ. Daphne of this bitch. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so my number seven is Phil Mickelson. Uh, so golf is actually arguably the most important sport to my family. Uh, I have a family member who is actually a part of the PGA. Um, so it's something that's always on, uh, whenever I visit family and Phil Mickelson is just one of the better golf players I've ever seen. Uh, the dude won a PGA championship last year in, in like his fifties, like the dude is still winning and he's been playing for about two decades now. Uh, dude, great answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
dude is just a rock solid golfer. <laughs> um, and he's just someone that I've always watched, no matter what you know what game he's playing in. So personal pick, but I've loved this guy for a while now. I have tried for years to get into golf. I fucking can't. No matter how great the broadcast is or where they can quick shot to another person, the best thing about golf is the highlights. I will say I can quick watch a bunch of stuff, but I can never sit there. I don't know how people watch the Masters. Like, sit there and just watch things. Like, if you're there, I get the, like, appeal. That's so cool. But to actually, like, go through it, oh. Now, this pick would have been really strong about maybe a month ago. It's not so strong anymore when he wants to play for Saudi Arabia. Kind of awkward, kind of weird, and Rory McIlroy ripped him a new asshole. Other than that, on the man's play, yeah, sure. I think there's other players from the PGA that I would say are like more exciting, especially from our time frame of growing up, regardless of what he's done lately. But like, Tiger exists. Um, that's all I'll say. Like, nothing was more like the highlights of Tiger was crazy. I don't think Tiger's on anybody's list. Is it? I don't think so. Uh, if it is, fuck it. I give it away. Um, everybody else, how close is Phil Mickelson? <laughs> well, look, for look, I, I, I'll sympathize with Bar a little bit because golf also runs into my family. I have two grandfathers who were big in golf, and uh, one who 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 was a a, a tour um a, a pro at a course, but back in the day. Um, and I'm actually going to the Masters in, in April, so that's fun. But yeah, golf, golf, golfers never really neared my list just because I think as much as I appreciate their craft and what they do, comparing them to a lot of the other sports out there, um, I, they, they just didn't stack up very well. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, good. No, good. Go yeah, uh, golf never crossed my mind at all. Uh, when I put together this list, I thought of athletes. I thought of what you could physically do. And uh, when you have John Daly as one of your guys uh, that can just go out there, beer in hand, and just bam. Now, that takes skill. I know it takes a lot of skill because I am shit at golf. Absolutely horrible. So you, you have some skill there. You need to be drunk. That's the key. Say athletes. So. I mean, I, I just I don't I give an add on to the group of people that just don't necessarily care that much about golf. I also feel like for my generation, obviously, it's hard to make the argument based on his recent years and how um, how many crippling injuries he's faced. But like Tiger was the man, and I cannot remember how many uh, Sports Illustrated Kids editions featured Tiger Woods, which turned out to be just a truly ironic <laughs> moment in life. Is that the students on the cover of a magazine for children like? over and over again but he was i think of all the golfers i've ever seen play the, the only one i would even remotely consider he was i feel like just more interesting than others the thing is talented with, but i don't know if he's interesting to watch. yeah um the thing with phil is that other than john daly he's the closest person we have to an everyman golfer because like he ends up in places where no golf no professional golfer should end up on a golf course like i've seen him hit approach shots from the stand where people are eating and like tables are set up and they had to move all the tables out of the way multiple times in the same weekend like this dude is incredible but also it makes no sense how he's this incredible because the, the like shot 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 selection he has is absolutely bananas uh no golfer came anywhere close to my list but if anyone from whatever it would have been tiger because he won the u.s open 
played 18 extra holes on a torn ACL. So, uh, yeah, that's about it for golf for me. The thing with Tiger is that I really do think that Tiger was an incredible golfer. He and Phil would go back and forth sometimes, and Phil is the one who's still winning championships at the moment. Um, what I what I will say is, I think golf. I think golf, maybe golf and baseball, like the biggest dis, like dip between like the great players at the top versus just anybody else. Like the hardest to yeah. reach that peak right there. And I think golf, like you could put like a really, really good amateur golfer versus like the worst PGA golfer and they're going to get their little shit kicked. Like it's crazy how big of the drop off. So I will say golf is pretty impressive, but yeah, it's a game for me. Uh, sport, yeah. John Daly. They're not games, they're rounds, Cody. Get it drunk, boy. I love it. $27,000 at a strip club. Let's roll. Um, all right, what's your six? His interviews are crazy. I'm glad he's back in the limelight. Oh, my God. What is he doing? Alan Dr. Iverson, J. Big E. Oh, I thought Dr. J. <laughs> yeah, AI, boy. Uh, look, so basketball is not one of the sports that I go back to a lot. Um, I do tend to keep up with it. Um, but when the Sixers made the NBA championship, oh my God, I, I watched every single ma uh, match and I mean, uh, every single game and Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. God um, but Allen Iverson, man, that dude was just a beast on the court. Like, not only was he good at, like, just, like, getting the ball into the hoop, but that dude was fucking quick. Like, that dude was just a talent on the uh, on the court. And there were very, very, very few people who could keep up with him uh, as a player and just one-on-one. -on -one that just an overall beast. Okay. Uh, and AI was my number nine. Uh, smallest dude on the court. Most fearless dude on the court. The man stepped over a dead body on the basketball court, and I don't think there's a more iconic image in my life, uh, basketball-wise, uh, than that one. Um, I remember seeing a photo of Allen Iverson's skeleton and the amount of bones that he's broken in his body and played through in his career is like every single one. Uh, the dude just changed basketball forever. On top of that, Probably the most iconic basketball player uh, up there with Mike in terms of fashion, style, um, culture, importance to, like, the people who play the game. Um, so not only is he athletically amazing, but just what he did for his stamp, uh, what he did for hip-hop culture in, in the NBA, what he did for black culture in the NBA. He scared David Stern into the most failed uniform check of all time. Uh, the dude was everything. Uh, on the basketball court. Uh, I love AI to death. He stepped over a dead body. You are you're you're mm -hmm. muted, Bob. He is the representation of Philadelphia. What's wrong? You called you called yeah, you bitch. Uh they called uh Rocky Balboa run those stairs. Listen, we're talking about practice. We're talking <laughs> about a game, we're talking about practice. I think that is honestly one of the worst things that ever came out about AI because it made AI have more like considered to be one of those ego players when he really wasn't. He got a bad rap after that. 
I still think the 76ers need to go back to those old unis. I absolutely hate those blue and yeah, red. Yeah, right. uh, Oh, the 76ers stuff, AI was one of those players that just was so fun to watch. Like, just even when he went to Denver, like, I still think that one of the best to not win a title, like, out there, like, so good. So, such a great player overall. Um, I really wish he didn't put the beanie on, but um, overall, AI. And by the way, they're doing really good this season. Just to let you know, uh, you may want to tune in and watch every match of that. Oh, once we got uh, James Harden. Yeah, enjoy that. In playoffs, it's not going to be fun for you. Uh, in, in playoffs, his shot percentage is going to look like concert tour dates. So, Yeah, but we're going to make the playoffs again. So well, we're happy with that. You should. Um, okay, uh, everybody else on AI. Yeah, I I love watching AI play. Uh, actually, so, some of my favorite memories watching him play were hit, was watching him with Carmelo uh, when he went to the Nuggets. Him and Carmelo together on Denver was it was such a fun duo to watch. Well, one of the first NBA duos that, that I really like, I, I I really started watching and kind of connected with. Um, and I, I just everything he did for the game and helping it grow into the twenty first century. I don't think should should ever be forgotten. I feel like a lot of younger players today, a surprising number of them, kind of forget about AI. Like a, a, a lot of them say that they look to LeBron, of course, or Kobe, or KD, or whatever. But like you really never hear anybody talking about how they they, they looked up to AI. He's kind of like flown under the radar in terms of what the, what what younger generations have looked to. And I feel like more young players out there now should look at how AI approached the game. And kind of learn from that. I mean, I think there's a reason people don't compare themselves to AI, and it's very much uh, frame. Like, no, it's I, 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 I don't like think you know you have no idea where I'm about to go in this. I, I think it's a hundred percent a frame and stature thing. I don't think people want to compare themselves and their game style to a dude who is six foot and like 180 pounds soaking wet. I think it's almost a hundred percent related to that. I think there are people like even like because like even now a small guard is six four is small now we've just you know advanced in size um i have no beef with alan iverson being on the list obviously talented um a little bit before i got super into basketball and also just not somebody ever cheered for so that's why he wasn't on my own personal list um one of the great what ifs in nba history what happens if the raptors or the grizzlies are allowed to pick number one in the 96 draft and he doesn't end up going to philly uh i think that's a really interesting thought exercise to do um, AI sort of, I don't want to say he passed me by, but I was just drawn to other players in that mid 2000s era as I was really starting to get into basketball. So I get all the stories. I get him being an ultimate foxhole guy. Like he was carrying those. You look at those early 2006ers teams, besides the Kemba Matumbo, they were very, very not good. Uh, and so I give him all the props in the world for dragging that team to the, to the finals. But I mean, run up against that Lakers team is ridiculous uh, still and I quickly, quickly say uh they definitely uh went uh people definitely based their stature off of ai everybody who's small now did it off of ai because everybody did it in the 90s uh and now the kids these days now just know all the other smaller guards like it and whoever else but AI was definitely the guy when i was growing up because he got drafted when i was watching i was ai on the court because i am a short son of a bitch what I will say is, um, 
AI through, if you ever watch AI take on MJ, it's always a great uh, clips on one of his, one of the, it's insane. Um, but yes, uh, great choice. Um, okay, uh, number five, Var. Um, and number five is Serena Williams. Yikes. Kind of figured. Uh, my number four is arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, Peyton Manning. Uh, <laughs> it's not- nice. Here we go. Here we go. Please stop. Please. You're embarrassing yourself at this point. It's not remotely close. Hold on. Let's let him talk. You'll get your time. This dude is so good. Like, to take basically the Denver Broncos at the time to the playoffs when he was basically on his last legs. I'm not, I'm talking towards the end, Cody, not when they won the Super Bowl. Calm down. Uh, alone. No, I won't you. calm down. I, you, the first thing you bring up of this man is his days in Denver when the man started in Indianapolis. I was going to work my way back. Jesus Christ. Well, if you want to talk about the greatest of all time, I would talk about when he was a really great quarterback versus when he died. Emotional, damn it. (laughs) Okay, fine. In his prime, he was arguably the best quarterback of all time. Like, the, the dude could throw down the field. He could throw the quick short passes. He could run. And he had, like, fantastic accuracy. Like, this dude was an all-around great quarterback. Um, And just to be that consistent for so long um, and just to have it with really great players, um, but not, not, like, a ton of the greatest players to ever play the game. Um, Just really, (laughs) Lucas is... Really, really getting ready. Um, but yeah, dude, dude, it's just an all around great quarterback. Okay. Lucas, by the way, if you have somebody higher, try to save the thoughts on that later. Okay. Here's my take on this Do you know who won the MVP, the Super Bowl MVP, the day when Peyton Manning won in Denver? Von Miller. Correct. The bit, don't own that championship to him. That's like Trent Dilfer claiming the Ray Lewis D one because he got that great S D one. So we'll just we'll just skip over the Denver years. He did a great he did a great Brett Favre. He actually completed what Brett Favre tried to do. We'll say that. Indianapolis. Yes. There was must see TV when a certain team from New England came into Indianapolis or Indianapolis went to Foxborough. It was a fantastic time. We lived in one of the greatest eras of quarterbacks that will ever be done again. Like, we were growing up in this time frame to see Peyton, Brady, Breeze, like, play against each other. Insane. The fact of the matter is, the conversation is closed. It's not up there. Say what you will. Do what you will. It is closed. But was Peyton a lot of fun to watch? Yes. Do I also think he's one of the funniest quarterbacks to ever come through? 100%. 
I loved when he yelled at Jeff Saturday on the sidelines and said, "Can what you? What the fuck are we doing down there, Jeff? Can we run the ball? Yeah, okay. Why don't you get the fuck out of here? Like has to go to the other sideline when he yelled at um, Vanderjack. Uh, oh, who was the? We got a fucking idiot kicker. Mike like Mike Vanderjack yelling at the kicker. We got an idiot for a kicker. Like he was funny. He was passionate. He was super. He just if you plop him in any other time frame." conversation is there it just sucked his entire career was one-on-one with the uh, with another quarterback and like that's that's it and like it's just rough to say like i'm not saying he's not great he's up there he's top three top four but not he he can't be number one um but i'm glad you brought up his denver days because that just pissed me off um Marvin Harrison, Edwin James, and him on that field is just Indianapolis was so much fun to watch. Oh yeah, that's arguably one of the greatest. And he also got to play in like a closed stadium, so you know he never had to play the weather, and it showed. Um, everybody else on Peyton Manning, Lucas, maybe you should go last. Yeah, I'll just say uh, uh, Peyton was dope. Uh, I need more Peyton Manning and Marshawn Lynch uh, commercials and conversations. In the That's what I need. Yeah. Oh, one of um, the best regular yeah. seasons. Yeah, David said one of the best. He's one of the best yeah. regular season quarterbacks. Yeah. Peyton was, yeah, Peyton was the only QB that kind of came close to, to, to this list. He he was in that he he's he was incredible to watch. I mean, his 2004 season, one of the greatest seasons by any player of all time. It, it was absolutely incredible what he was able to do it sucks that you know his whole career actually for, for for most of his career he had defenses that couldn't stop a nosebleed so he's consistently having to put up like 35 points a game just to stay in games which really sucks because a lot of other quarterbacks had the what had had the luxury of only being able to score like 20 and win um but he was the the the, the unfortunate uh, uh victim of that but he also got to play with some of the, he, again, like Marvin Harrison, Edgar and James. That 2015 Denver defense carried his corpse to a to a title. He he added absolutely no value to Super Bowl 50 other than seeing him hoist his second Lombardi. Um, and watching Super Bowl 48 uh, in Seattle was a little bittersweet because one on the one hand, yay Seahawks. On the other hand, kind of sucks seeing him struggle that much after the 2013 season he had. Yeah, I mean, I like Peyton more than the other guy, but him and the other guy are two, my two most hated quarterbacks of all time growing up a Steelers fan in the 2000s, right? Uh, Mike Vanderjet missing that field goal by about 50 yards in 2005 is one of the greatest moments of my life. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Peyton's great. He's a tremendous personality. Um, I just think it says something when his brother was more successful against his greatest foe than him. That was like well, that was like one of the greatest like anomalies of all time, though. No, it's still, still hilarious. It still says something. It's still, it's yeah, still, it's, it's it's, still it's, says it's, it is funny. Hi, Tim. Did, did everybody talk? Oh, I mean, I'll, I'll I, I will say that the two statements you've already kind of brought it up. The, the 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 statement I found the most ridiculous. Obviously, Manning very talented. Um, he's obviously he's clearly top five. Not remotely close to number one. I think at this point, um, if you just look at statistics, whether they be championships or regular season statistics, um, one player is like 13,000 yards ahead 
and like a hundred touchdowns and has thrown less interceptions. Um, it's insane. Also, I mean, the the craziest thing you said was when he did he didn't play with that talented people. Um, I stumbled over my words in that moment because I was about to be like I was about to be like Rache Caldwell, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> David Patton. There's you know versus the the Wayne Harrison, Stokely. You know, Arkley had one of the best offensive lines his entire career. Like absolutely, uh, like of every quarterback that ever played, like kept him. But- well protected. He, he 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 and the other guy both had insane offensive lines. All right, we done. Yeah. Are you done, Par? Yeah. All right. I might be done for good now. Take it away. <laughs> no, you're uh, gonna be dead later. That's fine. <laughs> All right, Christ. Oh God. Uh, my number seven, uh, Dirk. Uh, Dirk is just an absolute unicorn. He single-handedly convinced me for. <laughs> probably six years that Andrea Bargnani could be something great in the NBA. Um, I was still glad we got that first round pick off the Knicks. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever had more fun watching a non-Raptors team win a title. And Cody, you brought this up earlier uh, than that, that Dallas run in 2011. Uh, Dirk just turned into something completely different. And like, I don't think we'll ever see anything like it again. Uh, just because of the way the NBA is evolving too. Uh, but I, I could watch that guy play basketball forever. Like I know a lot of people are like, they get bugged out by that weird one-legged fadeaway he does from, from the elbow, but that shit's just gorgeous. So and, sexy. So yeah, sexy. It's, it's the absolute greatest. And uh, yeah, I can't, I, I couldn't imagine watching basketball without Dirk. I, I, I fell in love with him the, the moment I saw him. Not the highest basketball player on my list, but this dude is is truly special player. And you talk about changing the NBA for a while, like having a big man that could shoot that well, that consistently, uh, is something that's ubiquitous now. The crazy thing is, too, when he like that, they had they had Nash and him together at one point, which is nuts that they never went farther. Um, the long haired Dirk will always be the best Dirk. Like those flowing locks, just kicking back and just. I also love that he hated LeBron. Like it was also just one of my favorite things. Like he also just didn't like LeBron James at all. Like those clips of him just denying like hugs and like just going away from LeBron so he doesn't well, talk yeah. to him. And the special point, moment for me was was the layup. Was it game two or game three? The layup to to win in I think it was game two in Miami. Uh-huh. That's just absolutely iconic. He should just he something to just about a power forward in the NBA that doesn't say anything but just puts it all out there. Uh, Dirk was always one of those players for me. I always love the eleven team because that's just like a uh, a flip and just pick your like veteran like deal at the bottom. You get Jason Kidd, Jason Terry. You get these like players just to come in and then just win a title against those three just dominant players. Um, yeah, I, Dirk is great. And one of the best power forwards to ever play the game. There's no question about it. Um, wish Luca came on a little longer because him and, him and Dirk a little bit younger could have done something great. Um, everybody else on Dirk. I don't yeah. Really I, to say. I've got a lot of respect for Dirk. Um, he is a great player. Um, pretty dominant, uh, for a good chunk of his career. Great choice. Yeah, Dirk. Dirk was so fun to watch. I mean, like he wasn't. Uh, I mean, he 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 wasn't flashy. He 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 wasn't trying to be like all, all flashy and 
impressive or anything. He just went out and, and did his business. Like it just as like a stone cold killer. That fadeaway inspired a, a young, uh, a, a younger version of me to try that once in a game. Uh, it clanked off the top of the backboard. I never tried it again. Um, so yeah, uh, he's he's one of a kind. There are very few players uh, in basketball who have a move. AI has his crossover. Kareem has the skyhook. Dirk has the fadeaway. You have a move. You are the man, and he is uh, also extremely tall and extremely sweet. Uh, I met him, and it was just like, what the fuck? Uh, but cool as shit. Uh, great pick. Very inspired pick. I love it. Uh, and love the use of the unicorn, uh, not referring to that other asshole. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who can say anything wrong about Dirk? Arguably uh, played about five years too early. Would have been uh, even more effective in an era where it was just like, yes, please go shoot threes. You're freakishly good at shooting, even though you're huge and tall. Like, we don't need you to try to rebound. Just shoot. Oh, the pick, the pick and roll to fade out to a three in this game would have been... Un- would have been beautiful. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Dirk, German um, legend, wonderful uh, player. Uh I don't think there's. I don't think I've ever seen anyone have anything bad to say about him, and I think that's probably a, a good legacy for someone like him. Except I will. I will say about like Pey, uh, about Peyton and Brady playing. Uh, Duncan versus Dirk in the paint was always must see TV against those two because those two are like, arguably best to do it. Um, and his statue will be outside of uh, uh, Mav Stadium of the fadeaway, so it will be outside the stadium soon. All right, um, number six. Uh, number six, Doc, Roy Halladay. Um, the first Toronto Blue Jay I ever fell in love with. Uh, he, his, he has the second best cutter of all time behind Mariano Rivera. Like, the ship would just absolutely destroy people. Uh, that 03 Cy Young, it was the 03 Cy Young year, I think. Um, and then even, even after he left, even after we traded him to Bars Phillies, uh, it was so I couldn't help but smile when he when he pitched the no hitter uh, against uh, against the Reds. Um, Doc, he's just truly something special. I mean, it, it sucks so bad that we lost him as early as we did. And um, there was a video that came out, a video series by John Boyce, Dorktown, uh, the SB Nation guys. Uh, they're doing a thing on Dave Steed, and the intro to the first video that they just published was about how Roy Halladay nearly had a no hitter in his second career start. And it just it all it made me well up a little bit, remembering sort of how much Doc meant to the city, and really was a part of an iconic Jays team that was just a, it really sucked. They were in the AL East in the early two thousands. Between him, Delgado, Vernon Wells, that whole lineup deserves so much better, but they were stuck behind the the, the juggernaut Yankees and Sox for far too long. Uh, far. Oh no! Okay, crazy. Um, okay. Uh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, crazy, have Randy Johnson. No, not Roy. Um, yeah, Roy Halliday kind of shared by two fan bases. Like, absolutely love him. Term like you can't see either side that don't talk. Even though Phillies didn't have him for long, but overall, I I jumped for fucking joy when they traded this man to the AL, the NL East, because I was so sick of Roy Holiday versus the Red Sox. That dude doesn't matter what game. Like, we got him sometimes, but overall, if you count the war, the wounds, there's a lot of wounds. There's a lot. 
he is just one of the craziest pitchers that I've ever seen play and just not have it filth like on the cutter and stuff, but didn't have like the crazy break on everything that he had. He just had raw pitch command, which was crazy to watch. And again, pitched a no hitter in in the postseason. Yeah. Mic drop there, like that's something you don't see ever because those are the that's when the you pitch one against the bottom barrel of the team, but you don't pitch one in a must win game. So, uh, yeah, Roy is gone to way too soon. Great, and again, I don't tip the cat from cap from many AL East teams ever. Like, there's a team in uh, well, the Yankees fucking suck, and I hate everything about them. Um, but like, even like Jeter. I tip the hat for you. Like I understand. Like you, there's a respect in class from certain players that you just know. And Roy was one of those for the Blue Jays. Plus, I didn't have much hate. It's hard to hate on the Blue Jays when they just haven't had the luck that they need to. So it's like you're just spitting on the bottom at that point. But Roy needed to win, and I'm glad he. I'm glad he got out and was able to, you know, see some postseason. But yeah, mm-hmm. soon the. If this team keeps going, I'm not looking yeah. forward to the Blue Jays coming uh, forward. These, these next couple of years, if we hit baseball. Uh, Just a quick long. thing. When you're drafting, I, I'm not a scout or anything, but when they have the same name as, like, past players, you might want to pick them up instead of let the Blue Jays have everyone. It's kind of crazy. Um, everybody else on Roy. Bar, you can go last because I know you have, like, a heartfelt thing of bullshit that you lied and didn't, didn't have him, but you had Phil Mickelson. I Roy was just one of the the, the 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 most fun pitchers to watch. I think his I I, I watched his 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 postseason no hitter. I watched like the last few innings. I'm like, can this really happen? Like, can this can this actually happen? And then it was because it was against Cincinnati, right? Yeah, yeah. He was, he Is only he? Had, if I remember correctly, he only actually allowed one base runner too. Like, yeah, he had a, I he mean, had one walk in and Cincinnati was a a great team that year. I mean, that was a great, great team that year. And he just mowed him down like it was nothing. Um, yeah, his his death rocked me pretty hard uh, when that happened. Because he was just one of the most fun pitchers to ever watch. Um, but, yeah, um, he, he's incredible. Uh, this statement is probably going to seal my last place tonight. Uh, but uh, you will not see a baseball player anywhere near any of my lists because – unless you're talking about a Yankee um, baseball is not too many notches above golf as a sport. I don't give a fuck about. So. Hey Todd, what the fuck? I'm safe. You are. Wow. I'll just say this. I went to a Strasburg and uh, what the, who was the, the, the San Francisco pitcher, but not Bum, whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah, Bumgarner. Bumgarner. I, went to, I, I went to a, a, a game between them two and fell asleep in the fifth inning. Interesting. Oh. I mean, this sounds very similar to the experience of attending any sporting event with a much younger sibling. Um. <laughs> God, so true. I, 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 three other, I was with three other dudes who actually are okay with baseball, and we're all just like, what is going on here? It's, it's boring to watch. I'm sorry. <sighs> I have a long-standing rule in my family. My dad and I refuse to go to baseball games with any other member of the family. <laughs> because we went to, we got tickets to a doubleheader, and they tried, They started saying it was boring in the second inning of the first game. And we almost killed them in the ballpark. Uh-huh. Yeah, Halliday, amazingly talented, uh, brutal loss that we don't get to see him, you know, have a role in baseball past uh, such an untimely. It was 
set, insane that both him and uh, Jose Fernandez, two incredibly talented pitchers, uh, died within a year of each other in very, very similar places. Just, I, just. Set. I don't. Oh, hold on. Before you say, it. I don't know who said it, but there was a pitcher that said they're like, "Why don't you become a pitching coach?" And their their classic line was, "I had to sit around in the dugout for four days between my game. Now you don't want me to pitch at all, and then tell the people why they're not doing a good job. Sounds like hell." Um, I can't remember who said it. Uh, Bar. Yeah, I, I, I'm disappointed in myself for forgetting about Roy because um, he really was a big part of the Phillies. Um, we forget that he didn't just have a, the, the no-hitter against the Reds. He pitched a perfect game. Yeah, it was against the Marlins, but still, the, it was a perfect game. So, like, there's no, Perfect game is no, a perfect game. There's yeah, no exactly. Caveat. It could have been against anybody. A perfect game is it doesn't yeah. matter who it is. It's a group of children. The Yomuri Giants, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'm I'm super mad at myself for forgetting about Roy. No I, Randy Johnson. No. Can it's we crazy. just move on? Yeah. Um, okay. Number five. Uh number five. Um Brought up briefly. Uh, this is wild. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, and it's almost entirely for things outside of the sport. But still, he was the most dominant pitcher in the world uh, for two full years. It's Tim Lincecum. Um, that pitch, the pitching motion is like 50% of it because just watching someone throw like that and someone as skinny and as lanky as he was throw like that, it didn't make any physical sense. But he was the best pitcher on earth from in 08 and 09. He won back-to-back Cy Youngs. Um, I was just fascinated by him. Uh, also, one of the most underrated This Is Sports Center commercials, giving him the best nickname of all time, Big Time Timmy Jim. Uh, truly iconic stuff. Um, I mean, it makes sense that his career flamed out because there's no way a human being can throw like that for an extended period of time and not develop some sort of major issue with his throwing arm, uh, but fuck, Tim Lincecum, it hit me right at the absolute right time, 12, 13, watching this dude throw, mostly in highlights, because again, East Coast versus West Coast, I wasn't able to stay up and watch much of the rough. Fuck, that dude is an absolute G, and I will argue for him to go into the Hall of Fame just based on those two peak years alone, because that dude is fucking incredible, and if he pitched any longer, he would, like, he would have been a legit all-timer. Yeah, those Giants teams are just two that I always say, like Brian Wilson and him and how big of a just fall off for both were is crazy because I still think Brian Wilson is a zero killer in another state somewhere because um, that dude's fucking nuts. But uh, Tim Lincecum, uh, I always joked with a friend, this isn't like a height thing, but like he was on the shorter side of our friends. I'm not very tall either, but he's like, I, I want to be a major league pitcher. I was like, bro, you better play second base because there's no short player pitchers pitching. Like they're, it's, just, it's like a height gap. It's insane how big it is. And then Tim Lincecum shows up on the mound. I get text like, fucker, tell me that I can't. I was like, you know what? I blew out your dreams too fast. Then two years later, I was able to be correct on that. Uh, just because he just, it took too much motion to actually become that massive yeah. of a pitcher. Um, crazy. Crazy. The locks just who the fuck is this guy just coming through and just bulldozing people, uh, making people look absolute like stupid on the mound. Um, yeah. Uh, I just crazy that Holiday is six and Tim Lincecum is five. For me, especially as if you're a Blue Jays fan, 
that is like like the only reason is because i was a little too young to truly appreciate doc in his absolute prime and so the the memories for lincecum like the biggest memory for me of holiday actually seeing him play is the perfect game but or not the perfect the no hitter in the playoffs but because that's that's with the phillies and not with the jays right so it's yeah there's that little bit and that's really i would i would watch more giants games than i would watch him pitch like he was something he was must see tv you know rue would fall asleep but i would be glued glued to the screen because uh, my favorite baseball crazy people are gonna like a zero zero ninth inning pitching duel, oh, the best kind of baseball. Ah, uh, we'll say that. Really uh, no action whatsoever. It was great. I love it. It's called a chess match for you. Uh, everybody else on ten months ago. I'm about to dig myself a, a deeper grave. It wasn't uh, Strasburg, Bumgarner. It was Strasburg, Lincecum that I almost fell asleep live. However, I will say I lived in the Bay during Lincecum's years. Um, that dude was crazy. I, I recognize greatness. I did like him. That's why I went to that game. It was like, all right, cool. Oh, that's cool. For All right, I'm, I'm done. Y- you get the point. Yeah. This, <laughs> this dude's career was like the, it was the equivalent of a marathon runner choosing just a random part of the race to just sprint as hard as he could. And then the rest of the race, he's just like wheezing, barely jogging to the finish line. I mean, I, I, you 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 kind of knew once you saw what he was doing. There was no way that what he was doing was sustainable over a long term. But goddamn, it was fun as hell to watch. I mean, like just the delivery he throws his his whole body at you. Was his entire body at you? I can't even imagine being a hitter in the box trying to trying trying to face Tim Lincecum, and this motherfucker throws his whole body at you and delivers some of the nastiest pitches you've ever seen. I mean, also, he made over a hundred million dollars in two Cy Youngs. Like the dude's lucky to be like that's crazy. You yeah. threw two no hitters like well past his prime. Right. He and he and I think he and Rennie Johnson are are prime examples of how hard it is to be a major league baseball hitter. You got to face dudes like that who pop up once every ten years and wreck your shit. So yeah, he's he was insane. Uh, yeah, look, when it comes to Tim Lincecum, um, the dude was really solid for, uh, a while. Um, you brought up those two years. Uh, it's not just about those two years though. Um, it, it, it's one of those things where like, after those two years, I wasn't really following him as much. So just didn't really, just didn't really have the connection with me. Yeah, like, yeah, no one, as soon as he fall off and stop being the freak and start being the home run, like, <laughs> like he gave them so many bombs. Mr. No, 950 yeah. ERA. It's like Bumgarner, too. He left, goes to Arizona, now can't even find a, the ball, the ball can't stay in the, <laughs> the diamond. Um, That's what when you throw 120 pitches in a World Series game. Enjoy your title. Yeah, let's see. Talented. Um, I'll give the boring answer of clearly talented. I have nothing to say against him. Um, just didn't make my own list. That's fair. I love quick and short because I'm going to start telling people shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, we're going to be here all night. Four. Uh, four. My top basketball guy. Any Canadian kid who grew up in the mid 2000s, you have to love Steve Nash. Have to love Steve Nash. 
keys to the offense, keys to the most innovative and important offense in basketball history. Those mid 2000 Suns teams. I still curse Robert Ori for getting Boris Diaw uh, ejected and suspended in the 07 playoffs. That, uh, that still pisses me off to this day. Uh, also, Robert Sarver pisses me off to this day because he was cheap and Joe Johnson wasn't able to be the fourth option on that offense for more than a year because um, that team would have just been absolutely ridiculous if they actually had another elite scorer uh, to pair with Amara and go inside out and have Nash just distribute everything around and around and around and around. Um, I, <laughs> the, the first like genuine memory I have uh, it's really weird. It's the Amari dunk contest when he heads the ball, when he heads the ball to him. Um, but I mean, Steve Nash is the, he's him and Vince Carter are the reason the basketball exists in the way that it does in Canada right now. Um, and I mean, without him, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be a basketball fan. I think that's sort of the common thread is, and at least for the next, for my, for my top three as well, like the common thread is without these people, I would not have been a fan of the sports that, they they play and steve nash is an all-time great even if he couldn't play defense to save his life yeah uh my favorite player players to watch an nba most of the time were just point guards just the distributor the people that just pet not the ones that not not the russell westbrook type like just i want the ones that just not saying he's not good but like jason kidd steve nash uh chris paul just Hey, I'll get mine when it comes to me, but right now, let's go. Like those, those, and Steve Nash was one of those. Again, so crazy for Steve Nash and Dirk to be on the same team and nothing to come of it. Like, I mean, he did play against some top, top tier at that time. Like the the West was gross, but it's still uh, crazy to see. Um, yeah, I can't say anything negative about Steve Nash. Uh, I feel bad for him right now, like really, really bad for him, but. Um, wish he didn't take that head coaching job. He probably didn't wish he didn't take the head coaching job either. But um, you gotta learn. You gotta learn on the job somewhere. But uh, uh, everybody else on Nash. If you don't have much to say, we just speed up. No offense to everybody. No, you're good. Um, much respect to Nash. Yeah, yeah. One of the first people I paid attention to in basketball. He kind of put Phoenix. Well, I I shouldn't say put Phoenix on the map, but he kept Phoenix on the map after the Barkley years. Uh, people called me Steve Nash growing up because I tried to tailor my game off after him. Assist, court vision. He had my favorite number ever. Um, he's one of my favorite point guards. Uh, when Robert Ori decked him into the fucking scorer's table, I was just like, damn, because what could have been? Uh, love Steve Nash to death and still believe I can make assists like him. No, I can't. The, the the detail Amar was forgetting to to remember everyone to record to you know mention to everyone is he also had uh, bleach blonde hair long flowing bleach blonde hair locks when he was younger, you know just gotta just gonna point that out in this moment like uh, that's Steven. true that's true also cannot mention cannot mention fifty forty ninety club ridiculous very talented yeah great player just none of those yeah um oh I wanted to say something I forgot to bring it up I made a note of it uh, by the way AI uh, I love in NBA two K they put the two thousand one uh, 76ers on there. That team is absolute ass, but I'm like, it's just for to have AI as in O1. It's great. <laughs> Look, team was so rated so bad, but he top tier. Um, all right. Uh, Scully, go. I'm at number seven. My uh, favorite linebacker of all time, Brian Erlocker. What? No, I don't 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Bears fan. This the, the, this was like, and I, I, as growing up when watching football, I watch defense. I love good defense. I'm a Bears fan. Yeah, it's illegal to have a good offense, but it, it, but uh, oh, but only with, with a good defense. Um, but Urlacher, he was the anchor of, of of those of those 2000s Bears and early 2010s Bears defenses. He was he, he was the general in the middle of the field. Uh, he, 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 every hit he made, you could, you could hear it all over the field. I mean, just, just, just the, 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 the ferociousness he exhibited on the field. Uh, it just, it, it hyped up his teammates. It made everyone around him better. He and Lance Briggs were just the, one of the most dynamic linebacker duos I've ever seen play. And that 2006 NFC championship game against the Saints, I mean, what else is there to it? I mean, he 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 leads that defense, absolutely bends over Drew Brees and this Renaissance Saints offense, and they go to a Super Bowl. And then we all know what happens in the Super Bowl. But also, he still he still played really well in the Super Bowl uh, against Peyton Manning and and that Colts defense. But yeah, I, he he was the first jersey I ever owned. I have a new one now because the old one, of course, you know, doesn't fit me anymore. Um, but yeah, in terms of defensive players, absolutely, my, uh, my, absolutely my idol. Um, just unbelievably fun to watch, and is he's the reason I I will take a good defense over a good offense all day every day. Hey, cool big cat. Just give me Justin Tucker, an offensive line, a fat, a fat running back, and a great ass defense. We'll win thirteen to ten every game. But fuck it, we'll win. Um. I love this. He's not bald anymore, actually. He 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 actually's like he's he's part of this restore hair brand now. He actually has hair. It's atrocious. Yeah. It's really bad. He it is atrocious. Really, it's like it's terrible. George St. Pierre level bad. Just so bad. <laughs> Stop overall, doing it. Overall, Erlacher insane. Just just that defense. Again, I I played defense my entire playing football. I and that is one of the hardest things to do, and he just made it look effortless. Uh, linebackers, arguably one of the hardest positions on the field, just with how much you have to do, and he made it look fucking easy. Him and Lance Briggs, like, crazy duo. Um, it's crazy how Chicago could do that, too. Like, yeah, we'll get linebackers. Well, what about quarterbacks? Oh, shut the fuck up. Who needs a quarterback? We need two linebackers? Let's hit them hard. Hit them fast. Um yeah, so yeah, Erlacher, great choice. It's a homer pick, but honestly, if you think about it at that time frame, it's correct. Um, like when you think of top linebackers, he's one of them. It's better than you rolling out like get get buckets. Like you know, <laughs> didn't see him play, but he revolutionized the game. Um, but it has the bar. best Twitter account right now. Absolutely, yeah, it's bar. Um, okay, um, Billy Jean King. Uh, everybody else. <laughs> everybody else. <laughs> be, everybody would... else. You showed obviously. up to the show. Enjoy the hate or get off. Everybody else told me about Brian Urlacher. Clearly talented player. Um, would be uh, bad and forget forgetful in the moment it, to not mention that, you know, one of the original workout warriors of the NFL Combine uh, basically was not remotely a high pick and then just went absolutely apeshit. And they were like, oh, this guy who played at a not particularly high level, not a college you follow, we should definitely get in. Um, yeah. And then he turned into just a absolutely legendary player. So you know, one of the few workout warrior success stories. Yeah, uh, I Brian Urgelacher is a phenomenal talent. 
Erdelacher. What? I said Erdelacher. Look, you did. I mumble. Uh, that's fair. 90% of the time, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh, now you're paying attention, Coho. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, bitch! It's one of the best clips you've ever gotten. I love it. Brian Erlacher's great. Uh, first off, shout out to Devin Hester, uh, Chicago Bear Love. Uh, and second, uh, my uh, mom's family lives in Albuquerque. I used to go there every year for Christmas or summer. Uh, and the fact that somebody came up out of there uh, was always fascinating to me. <laughs> Um, and went to a place I lived because I went from Albuquerque to Chicago because uh, that's where I lived when I visited Albuquerque all the time. It was cool. Yeah, no real thoughts on Erlocker. Another middle linebacker from the mid-2000s occupies most of my brain space, and I hate him with a passion. So Erlocker's great. No more to, No more I can say. He may, be, he may be on the correct list at the end of this. We'll see. Um, uh, all right. Uh, number six. Number six, the Black Mamba, Kobe. Yikes. Uh, yikes. But in the figure. Is it high? It's in your top, right? It's in three, two, one. Bar? No, no, no. It's in. It's... Yes. No, I'm talking to Bar. You both okay. had it. So. Okay. Uh, number five. Where's five. The, the greatest Chicago Bear to ever live, Walter Payton. I thought you were going to say Mitch Trubisky. He, he was close. Low, that's low hanging. Ha! <laughs> Gotti! <laughs> I've well, heard that joke so many times. I mean, Mike point. Glennon, listen, if you want to give Mitch Trubisky crap, they paid Mike Glennon an actual salary to come play. For we paid Bears. Mike Glennon $45 million to have <laughs> a long is, neck and get sunburned in, like, in, in, in the late a, summer <laughs> Chicago weather. Do you know that Mike Glennon ranks like 75th? Like on the all-time pay list, like for quarterbacks, like that man is not an NFL quarterback, but people have paid him money. It's great. Are you done? Go ahead. Are, are you done? Payton. <laughs> no, Walter Payton, please. But yeah, when I was growing up as a Bears fan, I could never go a week without watching Walter Payton highlights, just because he the and especially when the Thirty for Thirty documentary came out, and you got to see more of him. You know, as as a person unfold, even though it, it had been at least twenty years since he had passed away, um, you just saw you saw all of them. You know, the way he moved, his mentality going in, into games. Um, you know, yes, there was the whole thing in Super Bowl twenty that, you know, yes, he he probably should have been allowed to score instead of the fridge, but whatever. But I just every now and then I just pop up. So, pop on some of his highlights and he's just he's such a smooth runner just so smooth will cuts will just cut so effortlessly juke guys out of their shoes i mean th these are mammoths back in the 80s who will take your head off if you if you allow them to and he never let them touch him and it was unbelievable this guy won it this guy won mvps and all these accolades on really shit Bears teams in the late 70s and, 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 and early 80s. And he finally got his due when 84, 85, 86 rolled around. And if you think about it, it's even crazier that that, that could be considered the, the, the latter part of his career is when he had all that success with, with the 46 defense and all that. Um, but just one of those, 
it, it, it hands down, I think the greatest running back to ever play the game of football. You can talk about, you know, Eric Dickerson, Emmett Smith, whatever. He's he, he uh, he's my goat in in the running back conversation, um, and it's not remotely close. Well, it's it's hard now because the game has changed so much where it's mm-hmm. not running back heavy. Um, basically, anybody can fill that role at some point and just move the bar a little bit when they need to. But it's passing mainly. I mean, arguably one of the best nicknames in any sport ever. Sweetness is just Sweetness. like crazy when you think of like nicknames. Uh, to see his clips, not that he just evaded tackles, that he broke tackles, like would not go down. Stuff that looks like I would tear my ACL just trying to attempt some of the stuff that he did. I just watched some of his clips again, and you're right. Um, it, like back then, no protection, no nothing like that, what they have nowadays. Literally gouge your eye about eyes out when you're bottom of the pile. They don't give a fuck about you. Like, targeting? What targeting? And he just just able to run and move and yeah the dude again didn't get to see him play like live but like those highlights will always rain it's just and again there's other players like LT Emmett Smith Marshall Falk that I think are great but you know a Bears fan I mean if you had any of them I think you'd be kind of an idiot so yeah uh, and it's kind of nice like Derrick Henry nowadays is like the closest thing we got to like a running back heavy offense that just is like booking through and it just takes you back to a part of the game that I just absolutely love. Yeah. Like a Jerome Bennis, lower the shoulder, just barrel through. I'll Run through a motherfucker's face. Yeah, I'll just get four yards, and then guess what? I'll line back up and do it a fucking again and again and again and again. And just The bus is just one of those players that I think of like when I think of old times. So there's your shout-out for the Steelers. Um, uh, everybody else on Walter. I mean, some of us didn't get to see, obviously, him play like in prime. So, yeah. But have you seen him highlights? <clears throat> Uh, have, I've seen a few highlights. Um, wouldn't make my list solely because I haven't really seen more of him. But how many highlights of Billie Jean King did you watch? <laughs> a good couple, or the movie? Yeah, he he totally watched Battle of the Sexes and then put her on this list. I have not seen that movie. It's yet. not Emma Stone. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, Peyton. Before my time, I've never really gone back to watch him all that much. So I'm I would suggest some of his highlights if you haven't yeah. seen him. It's crazy. Treat yourself. Yeah, his highlights are amazing. Uh, I was in Chicago when they the inaugural inaugural year of Walter Payton High School, so I got that. It's awesome. Didn't see him play live. Um, I've read at least one book about him. Seemed like an interesting dude. Uh, yeah, clearly very talented. Just I would like a biopic on Payton. Like, I think somebody needs to make a Peyton movie. I think that would be really cool. Because he's just – what I mean, now he, like, he has an award, like the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Like, that's Man just year, like yep. – man's got a great track record. Not really anything negative in his lifestyle. I like to see him – better than the Kurt Warner one that I've heard about. Let's just say that. Um, I haven't seen it, but it doesn't look great. Well, uh, it, if you know the production company – I don't give a fuck. It sort of tells you what that movie's going to be. I don't, get, I don't give a fuck if you like it, Coho. I'm just – good. Saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, as somebody that grew up in St. Louis during the greatest show on turf, it looks like uh, he's about to kneel on the ground and convert everybody to Jesus Christ. I'm willing to bet there's at least one dream sequence or <laughs> <laughs> a epiphany moment in there or something. Dick for meal. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, uh, and of all the people, like I understand it's created Marshall Falk. Uh, let's go. Uh, what's your next one? All right, number four is the extra familiar. It's Michael Phelps. 
I was I was a huge Olympics junkie as a kid. The first Olympics I really paid attention to was the 08 Summer Games in Beijing. Um, and I watched this man, who I'd really never seen before, win eight gold medals, never done before in his career. And then when you look like even even further into his career, he won remember, like I think he think he won like four or five in Athens, won a bronze in in Sydney in two thousand at the age of like sixteen or something. Um, and then then he goes to London, wins like six more medals, retires, comes back two years later, goes to Rio, wins another four gold medals. I mean, this guy had. Uh, oh, like a 17-year professional swimming career, and competitive swimming is tough. You have to con- you have to control your breathing. You have to be actually be able to do like like be consistent with your movements. So you you have to be incredibly flexible, incredibly limber. Like it's it's one of the most unforgiving sports you can do, and for him to have this long of a career, retire towards the tail end and then come back at, at you know, at, at you know, at, after the age of 30 and, and then succeed the way he was able to in Rio. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, he is, he is one of the greatest athletes to ever live. I mean, we're, we're talking about, a, you know, every four years you go to a random city around the world against the best swimmers in, in the world. And this man wins 20 gold medals throughout his career is nothing you will ever probably ever see ever again from any athlete. So if you haven't seen any Phelps highlights, treat yourself there. There's a, there's a race in 08 where he wins by one, one hundredth of a second after the guy who uh, like beating the guy who was taunting him before the race. It's, it's incredible. So he, he was a no brainer to have on this list. Phelps was uh, my number eight. The man murdered everybody. He went up against over a couple decades. Uh, and swimming is one of the toughest sports ever. Man's ridiculous. So, had to put him on the list. Listen, I thought buzzer beaters. I thought walk-off home runs. But let me tell you, put a bunch of people in a pool and reach out their arms and about touch a wall. Fucking crazy. I'm <laughs> fucking screaming. Listen, um, Phelps in that group was just insane to watch. Um Stuff hurts me, makes me breathe really hard just trying to watch them because that's fucking nuts. Um, uh, the trash talk between France, the France, the France, the France team before they played the and the US went and fucking beat their ass. And like the celebration that Phelps was like, ah, by the way, he smoked weed. And apparently that was really bad back then. But welcome to the world. Everybody fucking smokes weed now. So get off of that. It's crazy. And I was still looking back on one of them. Like, He's a boss. Fucking swims. I would be fucking uh, my most mind numbing thing. I'd smoke weed too. Um, anyways, um, still one of the most harsh takedowns ever. Um, for a player, uh, yeah, Mount Phelps made the Olympics so inside like makes me watch swimming now. Like, as when it's on, like, let's fucking go. Like, Phelps is crazy. Everybody else on Phelps, quick, uh, really good. Made me watch the Olympics. Those photos in 08 are insane. Both of the photo finishes in 08 are absolute all-time anything sports. Yeah, um, just a complete freak freak of nature. Does not make sense walking around on land. Was, like, built to swim in a pool. 
Yeah. Not a good so, SNL host. <laughs> Kick him one. off the list. <laughs> <laughs> That's your four? Fucking no Billy Jean King. Okay. Uh, uh, Rue, what's your seven? Uh, my seven is Wayne Gretzky. Uh, this was my objective pick. Uh, to be able to do everything he's ever done, hold all the records, win everything he's done, be called the great one on a fucking little slit of metal on ice is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, very truthfully, I don't watch hockey. I just know this man is amazing. I know how hard it is to skate and do athletic things and the ability to do everything he's ever done on skates. No way I wasn't putting on uh, him on here. Him and Phelps were probably my two. Yeah. I don't like really love the sport, but psh, have to put him on there. Okay. I will say this. Um, hey, um, Rue, you don't watch the sport. Now, grab a wooden bat, have a per- person on the mound, take a ball, throw it 100 miles an hour ahead, curveball on the ground, and a slider to the side, and try to make contact and avoid the nine player. Just to let you know, really hard sport. It's um, fun to play. Give- to watch. Anyway, don't give a fuck about hockey. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't give a fuck. Like, I have tried. This is soccer on skates. Like, that's the boil. It boils down to it. It really is. It's shorter. It's more concise. But they just pass it back and forth and then one by one. And it's exciting. I just want to see them beat the shit out of each other. Uh, Gretzky is arguably the best one. But I would, like, if I was a hockey fan, I'm telling you, like, I want to see, like, the person that's a defensive guy at the end just beats the fuck out of the person that comes into it. Like, if you minus, like, all his goals off of him, like Gretzky or whatever, he's, like, the overall points leader still in the sport by, like, everything. That's stupid. Like, why didn't you just beat the fuck out of him before he came? To, like, I don't understand. Like, I understand like, a sport where you can punch somebody and brutally check them into the boards. How was he allowed to score on you? Crazy to me. I would have – he would – I would have picked the the biggest guy on my team, but, like, hey, that guy, going to hit him really hard. You're going to be leaving – but you're gonna fucking fuck his shit up. Weird. Um, okay, uh, it's called a double. You know, weird. He's yeah, good. I guess I don't know anything fucking about him. I know he played for the Blues at some point. It's weird. Um, everybody else on Gretzky. Uh, I can't skate, but uh, to see, and I don't really watch hockey. Me neither. But but yeah. One of the greatest of all time, apparently. Like, I don't trust a thin piece of metal. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I don't watch hockey outside of Stanley Cup playoffs, because honestly, like that's exciting. But like a regular hockey game in like February, or March. I mean, I, I respect for hockey players because I can't fucking skate to worth a damn. So respect to them. But yeah, hockey players didn't really make my uh, consideration for the list. I mean, he would if if I were to build an objective list of greatest athletes of all time, I think he'd be number two, uh, maybe number th- like he's two three. It's him, Feltz, and uh, Usain Bolt as like the top three because they're just that far and away better than anybody else that has ever played the sport. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, but overall, Gretzky, cool. Um, I hear going to games are really fun, but I don't really go. Uh, yeah. You're up to six. Oh, yeah, after six. I have no take. I have great player, didn't watch him play. I can skate, so I guess I put me slightly ahead of some people on this panel. But, uh, I can't skate backwards, though. What's I, that skate backwards. I should be able to skate. Lucas just I gets can. sexier and sexier every time. <laughs> we, uh, uh, besides those shoulder muscles and on top of skating, damn. Uh, 
He's I taking th- everybody back off. He's. Taking I mean, dude, I'd be. I would have. It would be over if I could skate backwards, but unfortunately, oh, I know. All, always forwards. Panty dropper. Okay, what's your sense? Uh, yikes! From earlier, my greatest of all time, uh, football player, but the real football, real football, soccer player, Lionel Messi. Oh Lord! <laughs> I love the real football as well. Because uh, I love both sports. Soccer is absolutely amazing. Fuck all of you. Uh, it's also one of the hardest sports to fucking play. The amount, if you watch this dude, the amount of endurance, the ability to be the shortest and smallest dude on the court, uh, on the field, to be able to be hit, control the ball with his feet, shake people out of their ankles, curve the ball from outside the box, then turn around, go steal it again, and then make every single other person on the field look like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Plus, I am half Argentine. I'll be Celeste. Let's fucking go. When he finally won uh, Copa, I was fucking crying. Uh, I hate Germany with a fucking passion. Fuck that World Cup and fuck that team. Fuck penalty kicks. Uh, God, but Messi is the greatest of all time. Only because I didn't really see Pele highlights, but I would still probably put him up there. Because what that man can do with the ball, with his feet, at his size, at that speed, for that long... Fam, it's utter ridiculousness. Uh, Messi is that dude. He really is. And, like, I have no actual connection to Argentina, but they just happen to be the team I picked because Canada, for the longest time, has absolutely sucked at men's soccer. Uh, We're finally good now, but uh, Argentina was the team I picked, and it was right as Messi was cresting into who he he became, right? Uh, Everything uh, Ruja said, like, echo... 100%. 100%. I just suggest everyone go watch the goal he scores against Bayern where he completely undresses Jerome Boateng and makes him, like, you think Kyrie Irving crossing up Brandon Knight was insane. The things he makes Boateng do, like, in a circle, in a spin cycle, completely. One of the most insane so things I've ever seen. Left for us. <laughs> uh, when you said that, um, everybody should go watch that. I my little, I said to myself, well, I'm not going to do that. Um, listen, I will shame my uncle if I watch soccer. No, listen, soccer is what it is. Like, is it a lot of talent? Fuck yeah. Is it a lot of running? Fuck yeah. Is it exciting to watch? Fuck no. Um, not for me. Maybe like the last two minutes you're going penalty kicks. Yeah, that shit. I watch that shit all day. Uh, but soccer is just full of the biggest pussies in the world like i'm sorry if you just i instead of watching that highlight oh. why don't you go watch the 20 minute highlight of them just faking fucking shit the entire time and then lay on the ground and watch somebody come out with a yellow card and hold it up to somebody like i fucking care what that means. okay listen is he really good I, he's no ronaldo right it's ronaldo but no, i'm just kidding i just want to piss people off listen um i am a diehard liverpool fan because the reason is John Henry owns Liverpool and go Red Sox. So, you know, other than that, I'm going to fuck. Like, is he great? Sure. He's no Pele. Like, isn't that the greatest? I don't know. But uh, Neymar? I said no some players, but that's all the fucking know. They also get signed for a ridiculous, ridiculous contract. So, sure. Um, I will say. Also, Messi- there's too many fucking leagues. Like, holy shit. There's 75 for different countries. Like, in the Premier League, which is apparently the best, I don't know if that's actually true, but eight are good. The other 24 are complete assholes. Like, why are they even on the – it's mind-blowing to me. 
I don't know what how you all follow it, but I well, I played the FIFA game and picking between there's 45 different choices for Argentina. What are we doing, guys? Figure it out. Figure it out. cut some shit. Like, listen, you have Triple A playing against like Messi. That's weird. Figure it out. Um, Cody tries to figure out soccer coming to Multiplex Entertainment soon. Um, everybody else on Messi, he undressed somebody on the field. I heard that. Um, was everybody thought? Uh, real quick, before, before going, uh, one other reason why Messi's up there is because he is at least the closest you can get to an anti-flopper because he does not. Anyway. Oh, I also watched one game. It was the World Cup, and it was when, like, Germany won eight to nothing or something. Like, they just fucking blew out the game. I was like, what the Brazil, fuck is yeah, something like that. <laughs> Most exciting game I've ever watched in my life because schools kept happening. I was like, this is great. Then I watched the next game, 0-0, zero, zero, nothing. And they ended a tie. Fuck yourself. Look, the, the, World Cup, the World Cup is great, but if I wanted to see a bunch of grown men fail score for an hour and a half, I go watch. I, I I'd go watch my friends at a bar. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much. That's pretty much my. Or my, just my multiplex, huh? Any multiplex meetup? You're about <laughs> <laughs> my, um, no, my real question is: Why doesn't every game end in penalty kicks? Why the fuck's that not the game? You don't have the answer either. Thank you so much. Thank you. Change the rules. Uh, bar. No ties. Uh, ties are stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really watch soccer that much, except when I'm studying the brilliant acting uh, that sometimes happens on the field. Sure. Mess I can't complain about Messi. I don't really like soccer, but... Um... It's good. What I've, the clips I've seen, he seems to be exceptionally talented. <sighs> Number five. Uh, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, yikes! Number four. Uh, my number four is Simone Biles. Hmm. There are rules made up in gymnastics for the things that she can do where she did it in the competition, and then they said, wait, no, we don't know how to judge this. There are moves made after the shit she's done because it has never been seen before. Um, th the amount of, like, danger she puts herself in every single time she goes off the vault. She did a vault last year where she hit the vault, messed up in the middle, and while twisting, had to fix it and still land on her feet. She is just... Utter athleticism, utter fearlessness. She is absolutely brilliant at everything she does. Uh, she beats – she's probably the greatest gymnast of all time. She beats everybody in everything. And if you have a move named after you, come the fuck on. Uh, Simone Biles is just absolute epicness and uh, just beautiful to watch. Yeah. Simone is fucking crazy. Like – the greatest one, the greatest gymnast. Honestly, any gymnast from the U.S. team that went through the shit they had to go through, especially emotionally and physically, like yeah, I'm just being like, uh, if you haven't watched the uh, athlete A documentary on Netflix, watch it. That thing is a fucking horror story. It's crazy. But Simone, honestly, and Simone, I think rose to a, a whole new level this past Olympics when she just stepped out and said, "I can't do it." Like she wasn't physically there. Which people were like, oh my God. I was like, how you can be against her on that? You're an absolute idiot on that. Because to be on the biggest stage in the biggest moment in the world and say, 
it's okay to not be okay at this moment, like, is crazy. It's just changed the game because everybody has an athlete in, like, they want to compete, and she's just like, I can't do it at the level that I'm, I want to at this point. I got to, I got to, I'm hurting everybody around it. So, crazy. Simone is one of those, she gets way too much hate, too, because she's just too good. She's like, but she's like the most humble person about it. Like, you don't, she doesn't go on in, interviews and trash talk people or anything like that. So, yeah, crazy. Absolute crazy. Freak of nature. Just, yeah. Kareem Abdul changed the game. They had to change the rules for her because even the Russian judge was like, what the fuck's going on here? But no, I, I'm supposed to give an 8.9, and <laughs> you've broken that. So, change the rules. Let's flip it up. Um, everybody else on Simone, I think it's. I think it's like yeah. a dark pick right now. What yeah, I mean, I I almost, I almost had her on the list because she is it, she's incredible, and to all the people who are giving her shit, go fuck yourself because if you're not in in the right mental state to do gymnastics, you could you could kill yourself because it it, it is that dangerous, and she is she is an icon for what she has been able to do for the sport, for 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 for, for what she does outside the sport. And for speaking up on mental health, it shows the level of maturity and the level of passion she has for her sports. She respects it too much to put herself in harm's way like that. And I think that speaks louder than anything she could do in in, in, in anything that she, she can do on the mat. I, 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 guess, I guess that would be the term that they could use. But yeah, she's unbelievable. Yeah, the fact that the the committee has told her to not do things because they can't judge it is fucking bullshit. Um, she almost made my list too. In theory, in like thinking over it, she probably should have made my list. So maybe a little bit better than Billie Jean. Billie Jean uh, King, yeah, yeah, fuck it, Cody, we get it. Uh, yeah, I think if I follow gymnastics anymore, like at all, uh, I should be on here. Like she's that. Like she takes up that much about what I know and what I understand about gymnastics that if I followed it at all, she would have been a no-brainer. Still don't understand how ankles don't snap, but we'll leave it there. Um, Lucas, yeah. good. Not I'm, I'm just having small PTSD flashbacks to this entire conversation occurring to the last Olympics. <laughs> I didn't enjoy the conversation occurring then, and I um, obviously talented now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, all right, Lucas. Oh, it's my turn, right? Seven. All right, number seven, Tyson Fury. Okay, okay. Um, I think I'll, I'll make a, a bold statement. I think if you take the primes of every heavyweight boxing championship ever and made them fight, I think Tyson Fury would win. I think you cannot match six foot nine 270 pounds and moves like 160 pounds um i see people a lot talking about we should do the tyson fury biopic um it would be not as interesting as his real life you couldn't actually match that just the craziness of takes the cha the championships off the you know the boring former champion um has all this crazy stuff post that crazy video where he's running and he looks like shit he's like 380 pounds and then he comes back, and you're like, oh, okay, he's had some tune-ups fights. He's looked fine. Uh, goes to that first fight, gets basically murdered, and then gets back up again. Uh, goes, figures out that if you pressure Deontay Wilder, he can't fight. 
and absolutely kicks his ass in the second fight and then comes back in the third fight, wins again, even after getting 10 sevens in a round and um, was basically sleeping on the floor of a hospital bedroom because his daughter was born with like health conditions and uh, he wasn't even training up to a couple weeks before the fight. Just an absolute freak of nature. Um, one of the most mentally and physically tough human beings ever. Um, and just a fascinating showman and somebody who kind of makes boxing just the best. A Tyson Fury fight is better than any other sporting event. There is nothing that compares to the second and third Wilder fights. There's just, I've watched them both probably like 30 to 40 times just because they're such great drama. Uh, just absolute joy to experience uh, the fighting career. Tyson Fury. You know what I love about Tyson Fury? What? You can't poke people in the eye. Um, <laughs> what I will say is Tyson Fury, great singer. Great singer. really is. I just love, I love a person, especially in a sport, that your job is to go beat the fuck out of somebody. And you literally are great at trash talk. That's why I gravitated to Connor. That's why I gravitate to Tyson, because he literally says, no, you're not. I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. You're going to lose. I'm going to be the champion. And I'm going to sing this song when I'm done with it all. And he just does it. And the way he moves is crazy how big he is. And how he's able to hit people. The ref called the, the last Wilder man before he hit the ground. Like, he hit him and he thought, I'm not even, this dude is out. Like, and just, just how he talks to people. Like, he... He turns it on so much, and I hate. I also hate trash talkers that try to be like a humble at the end and like talk to the person like you'll have your shot one day, you'll be good, blah blah. Like no, you fucking ran him in the ground. He's not gonna shake you. You're mad. You pissed him off this entire time. Then you beat the fuck out of him. Uh, yeah, Tyson Fury, so much fun to watch. I'm so excited when he always fights. I hate that reason why I fucking hate boxing is because they come out of the they come out every like three years and like oh Tyson Fury's back. Like I want to see him fight more than he does, but yeah. Absolute insane fighter. Everybody else, quick. If you don't have it, I'm going to move people a little bit quicker. Uh, Tyson Fury, go. He rose like the Undertaker after taking that to the chin. It was fucking insane. I don't watch boxing, so. Uh, I kind of gave up on boxing after the first GGG Canelo fight. So Interesting. Bar? Uh, I said I don't call a boxing. Well, you also said it with uh, everybody talking, so I didn't hear you. So oh, okay. that's fair. Your number six. I prefer Rocky Marciano. <laughs> um, my number six. My number right. six has already sort of come up uh, twice because he loves giving the dagger to both Kobe and LeBron. It's Paul Pierce. <laughs> I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying he's better. He was just the Celtic I absolutely loved. Um, uh, the even, truth. Even with a fucking that twenty-six win team, Paul Pierce is still fun to watch. He was just a fucking grinder, a battler. He fought through everyone, and then he gets you know uh, KG and Allen, and we just had a fucking blast watching those teams. Um, great Instagram live videos too. So you know, Paul Pierce <laughs> really lots of talents. ESPN would disagree with you. He's working Actually, for Showtime now. Looks like no, he's they, doing fine. They did fire him. Crazy. Um, yeah, Paul Pierce. Uh, later in life, not always the greatest to watch. Man, just didn't have the runs. Like, couldn't run. Just couldn't run anywhere. Oh, 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 I, oh, he had the runs all right. Yeah, he did. That's true. <laughs> that, ooh, did walk into that. Um, he just, just a ruthless player too. Like, 
I when they did the seventy fifth at the All Star game, which is the best part of the oh All Star game because that's an abomination, and KG still hates um, uh, Ray yeah. Allen. Just not looking at. I still I love how much KG is just a bastard and just hates just hates him. But Paul Pierce smiling because he knows exactly how KG feels. Um, I still love the Nets trade when they trade for KG Paul Pierce at the end of the career. One of the worst trades ever. Uh, but Paul like always fun to watch ruthless on the court with him just that Celtics team that's when I think of Celtics in my time frame like I'm watching I mean he's one that automatically pops up because um yeah so I definitely homer pick uh it's a lot of fun that you also said Kobe and around the dagger but uh everybody else on Paul Pierce real quick uh Paul Pierce was a is a great player uh but you know who I like I like Draymond Green and his trash talk and the absolute funniest, my favorite thing that Draymond ever has done is on the bench. They don't love you like Kobe. They, they You ain't out here getting the farewell tour. They don't love you like Kobe. And it is the greatest piece of trash talk I've ever seen in my life. And it made me so happy. Yeah, Paul, Paul, Paul Pierce was, was fun to watch. But, like, watching the, those Celtics teams – I was more drawn to KG and Ray Allen and even Rajon Rondo. So he 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 was kind of he was kind of the 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 fourth wheel of those teams for me personally. But yeah, he was so fun to watch. What Scully said. It's crazy they had those four. Nice. I think calling him fourth wheel is the craziest statement I've just heard. That, was, that is one yeah. of the craziest He was the heart and soul of that team. They were built. Yes. That team was built no, I know I'm saying to me. To me. Oh, okay. That's fair. To me. Uh, that's okay, that's fair. The only Paul Pierce moment I ever enjoyed was that bank shot he hit to beat the Bulls with the Wizards at one time. And then in the post-game interview, he says, did you call bank? I call game. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I mean, this will be pretty much everything for Boston. We were so close to being done. <laughs> He's a Bulls fan. That's great that you just mentioned that. About... No, oh, Scully, 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 Scully like Scully. loves the Bulls. It's great. I appreciate you more than you even know right now. Um yeah. Uh, go ahead, uh, Lucas. What's your five? All right, let's. We've reached the Boston Red Sox portion of today's list, and the, the point where me and Cody just mute the rest of you in that room. Uh, um, my number five is Mookie Betts. Best textbook I love Mookie Betts. Who does not love Mookie Betts? The man was an absolute freak. Um, not only was he an amazing baseball player, uh, he could bowl better than basically anyone should ever be able to bowl. <laughs> um, especially for somebody who is not a professional bowler. Yeah, Mookie Betts was just so much fun to watch. Uh, great defender, great hitter, um, just had a ton of swagger. Um, just a perfect Boston player in that he was, he had the swagger, but he played his fucking ass off. He was tough as shit. He never quit and he just kept fighting. And that's like the just classic archetypical Boston athlete. Fucking Jeter, Remember, fucking like dipshit idiots. Jeter did Downs. not pay. We should have paid him fucking every hold on, cent. Hold on, Jeter Downs, oh, Connor man. Wong, yeah, Alex Verdugo. Did I tell you I saw Connor Wong play at Double A? Yeah, that is what we traded for. Arguably the best baseball player. Yeah. Um, I remember the day. I like. I remember where I was. I remember the day it happened. It will be a day that will never leave my mind. The day that we, I knew it was happening. 
hundred percent knew it was happening. I knew it two seasons prior when he wouldn't sign a three a ten year three hundred million, but fucking signed a twelve year three hundred and forty million. Please somebody explain that to me. We couldn't go two more years. Nuts to me. The man would have had a fran- the man would have had a statue outside the stadium. He was homegrown. He was ours. Best one of the best right fielders will go down as probably one of the best right fielders ever. The cannon of an arm on that guy, the the gun that he threw in the two two thousand eight um, playoffs when he threw it um, to uh, at second base when Tony Kemp is running to second base yeah. and he just picks it up and chucks it and tags and Xander tags him and G and literally Mookie goes. It's just and he's so small, so small of a player. But an insane. I, I honestly, no offense, love that he struggled last season. I know that's really fucking sad, but he struggled and uh, and Alex did better. So I'm like, oh, maybe we see something because in Heim we trust at this point. In Heim we trust because we almost went to the World Series last year. So we have to trust Bloom at this point. Maybe he's a fucking sick genius. But right now, Mookie hurts like a fucking. It's my first jersey I bought. Like, I, I finally, I was like, I'm buying one. Two years later, we fucking traded him. Never buy another fucking jersey unless you retire. So, that's love you, but fuck you and the Dodgers. Um, everybody else on Mookie. Morrow, you're good. Yeah. I remember when the Phillies, there was like rumors that they might trade for him. Oh, and I knew that was unrealistic, but. Was that a Bob Nightingale rumor? <laughs> you, you, trade, you, got, you got Bryce Harper. Shut up. You're fine. Thank God for that universal DH because he was going to be forty playing first base. Um, yeah, um, I'm right. Yeah, it was absolutely painful when when they traded him. Watching his at bat against Tyler Matzik in Game Six of the NLCS this season, when he struck out swinging on three pitches, was one of the most like mixed feelings moments I've ever had because. Mookie ruined, not ruined, but like he kind of forego, he 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 foregoed any shot the Dodgers had at winning that game, but at the same time, it it means that he'll he doesn't still doesn't have a ring with the Dodgers, has one with us to beat the Dodgers, so we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, he's a freak of nature. I thought the Red Sox were getting the right field version of of Griffey essentially for for the next 10, 15 years. And now he's going to be, you know, platooning with all the youngsters in LA now. Uh, I'm just happy I don't have to see him 19 times a year anymore. Uh, that's great. Uh, Must be anything, nice. It, it's, it's very nice. Uh, I'm glad he's gone. Coho. Fucking wild. Go now. To the score. Garcia digging for third. Here's the long, long throw and the tag, and he is out at third. What a freak. Fucking nuts. Insane. 322. Boom. Launch. Um, okay. Um, what is your number four? Uh, my number four is uh, a good reminder that the sport of baseball is about childlike joy, and no human being in the history of the world has ever done that more. Than Dustin Pedroia, the who was about thirty going on five, and basically just wanted to spend time at the ballpark. I remember. Do you guys remember the Sports Illustrated 
article about him where they talked about how he lived across the 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 street from Fenway and his wife was like no he just sits at the window until 12 head comes and he can go over to the ballpark like he's such a dork that he's that's the only thing he cares about there's so many great stories about Pedroia he goes to Arizona State in Kinsler's their starting shortstop he's like I'm taking that dude's job in Kinsler has to transfer to Missouri um He's just a freaking savage. He was always too small. Everyone was like, he's too small. And he just kept proving everybody wrong. He has the the crazy moment in 07 when they wouldn't let him to the ballpark in Colorado. And he's like, why don't you go find Joe, <laughs> Jeff Francis? <laughs> you, you can tell you I am. Um, just a fucking absolute legend. Just a complete freak. Such a good player. Um, I love his defensive plays. It's it's weird because obviously you can talk about all the offense, but his defensive plays was just legendary. The man dived for every fucking ball. Never stopped ever. Um, absolute Red Sox legend. Just tough as shit. Come on. Who doesn't love Dustin Pedroia? Rue absolutely hatreless at this point. He's miserable <laughs> over there, but it's fair. He's awesome. He's in Knicks jersey. Yeah. Uh, overall, um, Dustin Pedroia, if I built my rush more, he's third on my team right now of players. Um, absolute laser show will go down as like like David is David Ortiz has literally come out and say the hardest player, best teammate he's ever had and that's him. Uh, Manny Machado is a flipping piece of shit. Uh, will go down as one of the keys to ruining his the rest of his career. Um, I watched for many the last three years. Hopefully he came back, just never was able to make a comeback. Quickest to the Hall of Fame for the Red Sox. Uh, number going to go up in the in Fenway, number 15. Um, though there was a play in Arlington when the ball bounced off a brick wall, he grabs the ball and flips it with glove to Mitch Moreland to make the tag. Instead of at the base, just tags him craziest play ever um he is a living legend hard he knew he the first one at the ballpark last one to leave and always the dirtiest jersey ever and 2001 mvp so stand by the dude is a fucking beast and 1107 that i bet you can ask him and he won the mvp (laughs) (laughs) stupid yeah dustin pedroia all time and i hate that he's gone but great great I hope he returns in some capacity to be something in the organization. Uh, everybody, quick on Dustin. He was the I definition. Of, yeah, he was the definition of heart. Gave his heart and soul to every play. Manny Machado, uh, Chris Sale striking out. Manny Machado was true justice. That was the best possible way that World Series could have ended. That was for Dustin. Yeah, let's go. Like that. Super great player. Fucking pit bull. Uh, again, another player. I love what I, I enjoyed watching, but because he played for the Sox, I could never truly appreciate it. So, yeah, he he ended my run because I hated the infielder so much for the Red Sox for so long. I fucking hated the shortstop position till Xander, fucking Nomar, all these people just waste of space most of the time, and then fucking finally second base. I'm like, yeah, guy can go for. Um, uh, wow. All right, we're up to threes. Would you really just slander Mark Bellhorn and Mark Loretta in back-to-back sentence? I, I did. I, well, yeah, Theo could not get a shortstop in our league. It was, the, it was the biggest run ever, and now we've had our guy from... Did you enjoy the four Tinder. months of Edgar Renteria? Like... I was like, I loved Julio Lugo. Remember how much he fucking killed us when he was on the race, and then he couldn't hit for shit on our own team? Word, word choice, okay? He just passed away. Uh, uh, everybody's three. 
Um, All at once. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn it. Faster. Yeah, we could. Um, David Ortiz. Yikes. He's also my three. All right. Uh, my three. People after my own heart. Uh, for my money, the greatest stealer of all time, Troy Polalala. Yikes. <laughs> you sit the fuck down. You thought you were stealing. You're from Philly, <laughs> this, guy has, this guy has mini hats, and he's also an Eagles fan. Tell me the weird. And he also has <laughs> the door. That's fucking mind-blowing. Uh, Scully, what's your three? Number three is Usain Bolt. Yeah. Uh, objectively... He is uh, objectively he might be number one, but you know I have a couple people uh, that in my heart are above him. But yeah, this dude, freak of nature. I mean, if you if you I I again started with the the 08 Olympics, watching him just take the world by storm, and then just throughout the next eight years, he just does he just does not relent, does not let go of the the greatest sprinter in in in, in the world title. If you read his backstory. He was like a, he was a, a he was initially best in the in the two hundred, and he was being coached to do the four hundred meter. And if you've ever tried to run track, you'd know that like the one hundred and the two hundred, very different from the four hundred. So, the the fact that he had to go from training for the four hundred to primarily training to the one and the one and two hundred, that's nuts. That's absolutely nuts. That that that's a whole different technique. That's a whole different level of stamina you need to have, and th- this man would also slow down at the at the end of races. Would give up two tenths of a second. Would give up world records just to slow down. I mean, er- everything was so effortless for him. I mean, th- this guy was unbelievable, and he was the only sprinter, one of the only sprinters, uh, of a, a handful of sprinters, to not use PEDs in that era. I mean, he, he, he never tested positive. He was clean his whole career. Everyone else who was finishing second, third, fourth behind him, dirty as hell. He was the only one that was clean, which is even more impressive. I mean, yeah, I'd probably be fucking dirty, too. If I had to fucking run against his ass, I'd try everything, too. Lightning bolt, whatever you got to do. Listen, I, I bolt is one of those things. Do I put Phelps higher? Yeah, probably. Just because, like, I found those more entertaining to watch than Usain Bolt's run. Like, I get, like... It didn't have the same, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen here, you know? Because I guess Usain Bolt, is he arguably the best? Yeah, sure, no problem. But, like, in even Phelps's races, they came down to photo finishes. Usain Bolt was done before. I, I if I If I blinked, it was almost over. Like, it was just weird. So it never had the same, like, rise of Phelps. It never had, like, something that I was, like, tuned into. The highlight's really good. He's super fucking fast. Like, cool. Like, that, I mean... It wouldn't make my list. I think it's a little too high, but I understand. Um, everybody else on Usain, real quick. Uh, objectively should be on my list, just don't have quite the connection. Um, absolutely insane that he was as good as he is, despite having as poor of starts as he did in all of his sprints. Like, if you watch, he's never out of the blocks first. He oh, always yeah. just zooms past people. It's absolutely ridiculous what he was able to do. He probably had he to do that sprint because he was look like an, an endurance race. He is a ridiculous accelerator. It does not make sense to be able to consistently hit a third, fourth, and fifth gear as far into the race as he does. It's absolutely freak of, freak of nature in that respect. 
the most surprising thing is when you thought he would lose. And you're like, oh my God, never mind. Exactly <laughs> what happened every time. Every time. Yeah. It's uh, like the Roadrunner. Meet me. <laughs> wow. Bar. It's past your I didn't do that. No, you said Roadrunner. That's a cartoon. Um, Billy Jean King. Um, what's your uh, what's your what's your three? Uh, I hated this man for years, Michael Jordan. Yikes! John Wick. Someone say. Um, uh, what's your three? Oh, your three is yeah. Mine's already been mentioned. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bar. What's your two? This is where it ends. Kobe Bryant. Uh, my six. My six. Yeah, so as I said, when Philadelphia got to the uh, NBA Finals, that's when I really started paying more attention to baseball. And Kobe Bryant was – I mean, basketball. God damn it. <laughs> I'm just going to go. <laughs> I'm tired. Get a mean swing. I'm up to 3 a.m. You let a mean swing before you go to bed. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, immediately I saw him and I was just like, holy shit, this dude is amazing. Uh, it also helps that he was from around my hometown. Um, but yeah, dude, just like, even on his last game, putting up the points that he did on his last game, uh, just fucking nuts. And yeah, some people will be like, well, he had Shaq by his side. Well, he also didn't have Shaq by his side for a lot of that. So that dude was the heart and soul of that team for years. And just a mean shot, like just all around great in the paint. Um, just an all out amazing player. Michael Jordan has even kind of hinted that he's like the one person that he would have been nervous to go one on one against. Uh, I had him at five and killer fucking instinct. Kiss my ass. Uh, if you are basically emulating your game off of the greatest of all time, you're most likely going to fall short. And the fact that he is not, he doesn't even, he doesn't fall short at all trying to emulate. He actually does absolutely amazing and becomes one of the greatest of all time makes him that much better. Um, on top of that, he's probably only the one of the only people I can think of whose practice habits and mental fortitude and the ability to say "fuck you," I am better than every single person on this court, um, is is also makes him one of the greatest ever, um, if not the greatest ever. Um, man, dude was dude was dude was everything mentally, physically that you needed to be um, as an athlete, and I don't think anybody had it. Uh, had his his thought process and his his mindset even MJ. Yeah, I had I I had him in six, echoing what everyone else said. Like, not even just the, like all of the accomplishments and his 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 physical ability, his 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 mentality. It's the Mamba mentality. He his 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 style and the way he he would do things. Yeah, unparalleled to any other player to ever play the game. 
he once said he once said that when you set goals you can never compromise with yourself if you compromise with yourself you've already failed so that's that, that that's something that, that that i try to put into my everyday life when i have a goal i want to set a goal i want to hit i don't compromise if i don't hit it try it the next day if i do hit it strive for something more something better than what that goal was i think he taught a whole generation of not just players but people don't settle always 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 go for what you know the best version of you can be and i think that's something that he carried on past his playing career into his professional into his professional career and being a coach and all that um and just a great mind that the world lost too soon jim jim's a douchebag let's just pass ourselves here uh kobe kobe is one of those players that is incredible to watch like yes did he take a lot of unnecessary shots at times yep did he try his best to make it win yep um I think I liked bad when Kobe was on bad teams more than he was on good teams, just because of how he acted to the young players. Like, there's always interviews like, "We're here, we're the best," and then he's just like, like just shaking his head, like the dad, like, "Please shut them up." Um, I hate, I absolutely hate. If you tell me what got me into basketball, it's the 2000s Lakers. Shaq and Kobe were insane together. Um, I hated that they couldn't get it together, like to be like past that point and had to break up because the stuff they could actually have done, like if they weren't in each other's way so much, especially against the Pistons, like that team wins. Like they were just always playing so selfishly at that point. I like the interview sit down with Shaq and Kobe where he's like, were you just trying to get more rings than me? Absolutely. Absolutely. I knew you were going to get one with D-Wade, but the rest I'm coming. Like, and I hate the thing, like, he's just, like, he needed, like, he had Shaq or he had Powell, and but every basketball player has somebody to kick to and do something. Like, that's the whole point. Yes, a good basketball player can lead you to somewhere, but can they finish it? There's pretty much only a few that have ever been able to, like, take the, the cape by themselves and, like, ride with it. So Shaq um, and Kobe, like, Kobe is just tragic. I was broken the day that we lost Kobe. Um, just way too, way too, just insane, like how great of a player was. I just watched today what Charles Barkley said that they hired him at TNT, and then they had told Kobe what he all had to do, and Kobe's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Like, no, I'll show up to a game or so and talk, but I'm not doing this press tour every day. Like, I have no interest whatsoever to do that. Um, just one of the greatest players. Just the mentality out there, just – the Black Mamba was just one of the coolest nicknames of all time. Like, just so good. Um, everybody else, quick on Kobe. I know as a Celtics fan, Lucas loves Kobe Bryant. Go ahead. Not, not my favorite player, um, either as a Jason Celtics Kidd. fan or as a basketball. I'm, I, I'm not going to say anything bad about Kobe. Um, Damn it. No reason to. Um. Two quick things on Kobe. One, I remember waking up the day after he dropped 81 on the Raptors and just being so confused that that could happen in a modern basketball game. Uh, and two, the fact that he nearly beat the 06 Suns by himself with, as Jake mentioned, Smush Parker and Chris Mims starting on that Lakers team 
is one of the most insane things ever. Uh, Raja Bell got his fucking ass kicked in that series, and that's all, that is legitimately one of the best ass kickings I've ever seen. Even if they did blow a three-one lead. Okay, what's your two, Patrick? Uh, my two uh, gotta go. The only hometown person here for me, Daniel Alfredson. Um, growing up in Ottawa, you got one professional sports team. It's the Sens. Uh, half the cities are half the cities either a Leafs fan or, or a Habs fan anyway. So the few of us Sens fans have to stand up for him. My captain. How Sox fans feel about Ortiz. How Yankees fans feel about Jeter. I feel about Alfredson. Um, just an incredible two-way forward who had the unfortunate uh, distinction of having his basically his entire prime years take place in the most defensive era of hockey ever. And so he never really got to put home the numbers that he truly could have. Uh, after the lockout, 05, 06, 06, 07, on the best line in hockey, him, Spezza, and, and Heatley, and Hosa in the year before, um, legitimately probably the best ambassador for the city of Ottawa itself, too, as a sports guy. Like, he's involved in so much around here. Um, it's it, Any sense fan you talk to, he's your number one. Uh, the fact he's not in the Hall of Fame yet is an absolute fucking travesty. And fuck Eugene Melnick for not paying him when he he needed to. Because uh, the fact that he didn't get to finish his career solely as a senator and spent those two years in Detroit is an absolute travesty of justice. Are you a Senators fan? Is that yes. what you said? Yes. Okay. So Brooklyn's a native like Canadian that also yeah. likes hockey. So I was yeah. filled that. Um, I don't know who the hell you're talking about, to be honest with you. Not a clue. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I know the Senators were a team. Um, that's something most I know. The, most of the league doesn't seem to. Uh, that's fair. So. I don't know much about hockey. Um, Ovechkin? I know that yeah. name. Um, so stuff like that, no clue. Um, I know when they host the trophy, and I know St. Louis lost their absolute mind when they won the Stanley Cup. But And that glorious song that I had to hear for freaking months. Um, overall, cool. I can't actually say this because I guarantee I've never seen him play a second of hockey. Um, so, is that the rest of the group too? Are we gonna? Do you know who this player is? I had to Google him. I legitimately, you, this could have been a fake person. This could have been a troll job, and <laughs> I would you, not. If you if you don't no, no. know, we're just going to move on. Yeah. Do you know? That's fair. I figured I figured this would be the case. Hey, no. that's a, that's the part of fandom. Like you have those no. players, I respect it. Scully, what's your two? Number two, near and dear to my heart, Mr. David Ortiz. Big Poppy himself. This, this, this was the guy who made me fall in love with baseball. Everything from, you know, when we, we spits on his gloves, claps it before, uh, well, before stepping into the batter's box. The only player in baseball that you could legitimately every at-bat be like, he probably hits a home run. Home run probably right here. It's it's an expected home run on almost every at-bat. Every time he walked up, he'll play like, yeah, I'm ready to see him crush a three-run home run. And like half the time, he would. Some of my favorite childhood moments revolve around him. I I got to stay up late and watch game four of the 04 uh, uh, championship series. My first legitimate baseball memory was watching him uh, hit that home run. Um and yeah, all, all his other walk-offs, the one that was shown at, at, at the beginning of the show, 
I lost my shit when that happened. Um, heartbroken that uh, that he he did his best to try and come back against Cleveland in the 2016 ALDS. He did his best, uh, but unfortunately, you know, Coco Crisp decided to exact his revenge on Boston that day and not allow that to happen. Um, but every time he would step up to the plate, it would just bring joy to my heart. Because even though he would lose his temper at times, and you know what, he's human, he does that. Him smashing the telephone box in Baltimore was awesome. I he loved it. His temper was justified. It was just a terrible ass strike call. Okay. It was just yeah, it was it, it was justified, but um, yeah, he's the first baseball jersey I ever owned too. Um, so yeah, he every everything he did for that city, from the the the, the speech that he gave after the Boston Marathon bombing, to uh, to that to to that year in the World Series where he batted what like six twenty five, six eighty eight, six eighty eight. 11 yeah. for 16. Yeah. Why they pitch ben, to him is the most confusing thing in sports. Ben St. Louis over. Fuck the Cardinals. Uh, so, yeah, I absolutely love everything he, he did. And first, he's the only person going in, 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 into the Hall of Fame this year that, that, that was new. So, he gets a coronation baseball, auto himself. Baseball justice. Let's baseball justice. Uh, who else had it? Two other people. Three was my three. We'll save we'll save the guy from Boston to last. Uh, uh, Bar. Uh, So my brother is a Yankees fan. I'm so sorry. And yep. Uh, So automatically, I went fuck you. I'm gonna watch the Red Sox. And David Ortiz uh, was one of the players that I immediately went. This is my guy. Because the moment that he walked up to the plate, you were like, fucking shit, how are we going to get around this guy? Because that dude was just a beast of a human being. He still is. Um, And that dude just plays with so much fucking heart. That dude just plays with so much goddamn heart. It's incredible. Uh, And you see that every time he swings that bat. Like, you hear that crack of that bat, and it's louder than fucking thunder. Um, Yeah, that the passion behind that guy is just monstrous. Uh, yeah, one of my all-time favorite players. Uh, absolutely favorite baseball player. Can we kick Corey too? Like ban ban Corey for like the rest of the show. <laughs> the man who has oh, the drug ones. Uh, whatever. I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> Get him, room. Oh. I'm sorry, Corey. I have no choice. <laughs> He totally doesn't make the calls on the show. I do. Um, Did you want me to kick him? No, I didn't care. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, Lucas. Yeah, I mean, uh, Scully said basically everything there is to say. Um, I Even after his Red Sox career, I just remember all those ridiculous Homer moments where he'd be on the desk working the playoffs and the Red Sox would do something, and they did this the video, I believe it's the Jackie Bradley Jr. Grand Slam, and him just flipping out and jumping all over Frank Tallis. <laughs> it's uh, such a such a great moment. Um, yeah, he's just a fucking rock. The just man like, survived a hit from a mob boss in the Dominican Republic, so 
Yeah, and it seems like Poppy might have been getting frisky and you know slinging it. So you know, respect to the man who not only surviving but uh fucking around in dangerous places. Um, <laughs> no, absolute legend. Um, I can't believe the twins are like, please hit singles. One of the stupidest shoes <laughs> of all time. No, Minnesota's stupid. He 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 batted 455 through the World Series alone. Uh, see you tomorrow night is one of my favorite calls from Joe Buck ever. Oh my like God, so good. See you um, again, I still, if you've never watched, I think it's three nights in October or four nights in October. It's, it's, a, 30 30. it's a 30 for 30. And uh, Bill Maher is on the field and is like, don't let us win the night. If you let us win the night, we got Pedro in game four. <laughs> and who the hell cares in game seven? But do not let us win tonight. And the greatest sports comeback of all time. There's not like there's one that's close. I understand 28-3. But overall, to be down three games to the New York Yankees and have to go into New York for two other games to close out the series – Greatest 104 comeback. win New York Yankees, mind you. Yeah. Um, and then to do the, all the stuff against Rivera, the, one the all-time best closer all-time. Uh, there's no nothing else. I, I've talked to Jeff. This man is my favorite Red Sox. He will always be my favorite Red Sox. How he handled 2013 when he got on the thing and said, this is our fucking city, and just like – and I would still love to this day. It was like, do you want me to be cleaner? Do you want me to kind of say what I want? Please be cream, Poppy. Uh, Kyle Schwarber hit the Grand Slam this year, and he's dancing in the thing and throws his jacket. He's still just such a fan base, and I love it because he's unlike A-Rod and actually owns it that he's a Red Sox fan instead of this unbiased A-Rod that's a piece of shit. Well, fan base um, actually likes Poppy. That's you should have shot A-Rod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but overall um, – yeah, David Ortiz, uh, the the greatest Red Sox for me in my lifetime that I've ever seen. I just – the most clutch. It's stupid that he's going in the Hall of Fame as the only – because I, arguably I'm a Bonds and Clemens. I think they both should be in the Hall if you're going to let other people, like, fucking just let them. But him being his own party, I can't wait for the, him showing up by himself in Cooperstown. He's going to have a show. Um, but, yeah, David, arguably – that so much for um, I I just love him. Uh, everybody else on Ortiz. Uh, as the de facto Yankee fan here, who doesn't fucking love Big Poppy? That man is a legend. Absolutely love him to death. Uh, all all the accolades and everything he deserves it. Yeah. Um. What more can you say? He's fucking Big Poppy. Probably the most clutch hitter ever. Like, one of the most clutch hitters ever. Like, never was in doubt. Yeah. Um. All right. Amaro, two. Amaro, two. Yep. What's your two? Rumble, young man, rumble. Muhammad Ali. Uh, this – I don't know what else you can say that hasn't been said about the man. Humanitarian, uh, civil rights leader, uh, fucking uh, – Everything and anything, uh, but coming back three different times after losing the world championship, uh, world heavyweight, and, and getting it back again, probably one of the best strategies I've ever seen, um, even though it was the fake movie version, just rope-a-doping uh, Foreman and and being able to understand how that works. Like You mentioned Tyson, and I was like, hmm, I wonder how, I wonder how Ali would do because that mind and that mouth – to be able to just, again, 
talk shit, call it, and then beat the fuck out of you. Um, just uh, again, you mentioned Tyson and just the moves and that one clip of him just doing this and just and you can do nothing against the man. Uh, no matter how you box, Muhammad had something for it. Um, icon of all icons. There's, there's not much more you can say. He is uh, one athlete of the century for a reason. So, uh, Again, way before my time, you get to see him, the stories you hear, insane. Um, one of the greatest trash talkers to ever play and back it up in the ring. Like, I still love how he handled people and just put them in a place. And his movement was just insane. His highlights are crazy to watch. Um, and to hear stories about him. Also, just outside the ring, how a totally different mentality he was. Um, how ruthless he was in the ring, but how kind he was outside. Makes for a great guy. Um, but never got, I never got to live up to a, like a, a waiting to see a Muhammad Ali fight, which would have been really sweet. Um, everybody else on Ali. Um, I sent this to Cody. He was actually my number 11. But Billy J. King was your number for that, but still. <laughs> But she was now now that you know just Roy Holiday would Roy Holiday be your eleven or Ali be your eleven? Holiday would be my nine. Oh, no, Billy Jean King. Oh no, Billy Jean King's ten. Okay, everybody else. Uh, oh, no, nope, Tomlinson would be ten. No one likes it. Almost made the list. Um, probably objectively the, the greatest boxer of all time. Ten. It's so so far behind my time that like it's just it's tough for me to to legitimately rank them on one of these. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I think greatest resume of a heavyweight boxer, absolutely. Um, I, I the the big reason I would pick Fury over him is merely five inches and fifty pounds, and I think that's very hard. But honestly, in his era, just a complete freak of nature and a man of uh, real strong convictions. So you know, clearly respected for that. But like I for me, I tried to pick people that I'd seen. In real time, I've seen a decent amount of Ali fights. I just, it's hard to go back and watch those and be like, evaluate it from my own eyes rather than just reading somebody else's representation of who was great. That's fair. Uh, all right, your number two. All right, my number two is my favorite Boston Red Sox of all time, Manny freaking Ramirez. That's textbook pandering. <laughs> Manny being Manny. I, as a little kid. I was like, okay, that's my favorite Red Sox. Um, the stance, the bat flips, um, just the freakish um, hand and eye coordination where you could just sit there and wait for the curveball to break and then just boom, hit it out of the ballpark. Um, he was also a real showman, a bit of a goofy player, if we're being honest, to climb inside the monster. Um, was famous for a little bit, sometimes overplaying um, a fly ball or a ball off the monster a little bit. Um, but yeah, that was my favorite player. I built my entire swing around him as like a little leaguer. Um, yeah, many freaking Ramirez. I loved him so much. Yeah, his uh, 07 walk off against the Angels um, over the monster, hands go up, just insane. Uh, Manny would be like my fourth, I think. Um, but I, the fact that we had in a lineup one point, we had uh, Manny Ramirez three or T's four is gross to say the least. 
Manny, uh, bad defender. I'll stand by that. He's not one of my most frustrating defenders of all time. And we chose to make him play left field. Of the he had some great course. plays occasionally. We have a great play, and then he would just drop one. Google boss, though. The definition of Google boss. It was always, it was always hot and cold. Um, didn't know what Manny were going to get when he goes and takes a piss in the monster because he has to go. But <laughs> couldn't take the time. Yeah, uh, Just biggest personality of like at all. And like we got him. He didn't start with. Uh, I'm trying to remember his path. He got traded Indians. to us. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! I think of the both team from the AL Central that gave up on Ortiz and Ramirez way too early. Like that's nuts. And gave him to both of us. So happy one championship. Um, yeah, Manny's great. Absolute Red Sox legend. <clears throat> PDs a little bit out there, but I mean everybody else had him do so. What the fuck? I, I look um, at his PD uh, use as it was so late in his career yeah. that I don't. It, he doesn't, was necessarily just t- it doesn't necessarily taint it to me, to me as much no. as like some of the other people. He also, not, not a steroid um, moralizer. I almost don't care to the point. That's very yeah. lax on steroid use. No, I'm the people that didn't get caught still did it. There's millions of people out there. Um, no, great choice, though. Um, everybody else on Manny, real quick. Awesome player. Definitely, again, very frustrating to watch him play defense sometimes, but electrifying uh, at, at the plate. Many yeah. copy back-to-back are the only reason to have any love for the Red Sox. Yeah, Manny and Poppy were, is like one of the best pairings in baseball. Jacoby Ellsbury, Dustin Pedroia, Dustin that, that's right. that, that was it. Jacoby's a rat bastard. Um, okay, uh, everybody's one. I'm going to just mention it and then just go just play and then go. Bar, what's your one? Troy Palomalu. Picks off Palomalu. Palomalu going right. The field is open. Aaron Smith shields. Flacco Palomalu takes it home. Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that thanks to number 43. Yeah. you. So I grew up in a family where my dad's from Philly and my mom is from the outskirts of Pittsburgh. Um, so the Steelers were a team that I watched religiously when I was younger. Uh, and Troy Polamalu was just the greatest dealer. Um he could read a field like it was a book in the first grade. Like, and, and you see it in that clip. Do you see the height that man got getting that ball? That dude it was like he had tape for hands. Um, he was just a tremendous athlete, uh, an all-time great leader, and just one of the smartest players you will ever watch and the dude was just a fucking beast. An absolute freak. The fact that someone had him higher than my number three is fucking great to me. I fucking love Troy Polamalu. Um, like you said, he's the he's for me the greatest dealer ever. Um, the the play I always go back to, besides that, and just get chills. And I'm so happy uh, watching us beat the Ravens at any point. 
Yeah. But for me, the play is the goal line play against Tennessee where he literally jumps over the offensive line because he finds the snap count absolutely perfectly. No other human being, no other player, no other, yeah, no other human being could, could have done that as perfectly as he did. Um, he, he's the greatest safety of all time. Uh, the fact that we got to play against Ed Reed twice a year for that long, him and Polamalu on opposite defenses, like that's what made those Steelers Ravens games even even better because you were watching the two greatest at their position ever. Um, I I can wax poetic about Troy Polamalu for the rest of my life, but I'll uh, I'll save everyone that. Dude's free. Dude's a nut. Like. Uh, there was those matchups that I've talked about before. Steelers, Ravens, must-see TV, 13-10. Didn't go – like, it was just battle, battle. Lewis, Paul Malu, Ed Reed, just insanity. Loved every minute of it. Paul Malu, it's the clip that always will stick out when he jumps the pot, jumps the feet and just grab it. Like, that's insane. Like, the hair – Head and shoulders. I bet he's making great. Like had a great money from them. Um, yeah, Paul Mala, legend, absolute. When I think of defenses, especially from the two thousands, he's one of the top top ten that I will always think of. Um, shut up, Jim. I was just saying he made money from them. It could suck, but they probably paid him a shit ton of money. Everybody else on Paul Mala, real quick. He's the reason I use head and shoulders. The hair is luxurious, as is the men. It's going to be interesting in about 10 years when people think that Troy Polamalu is a hair model, another football <laughs> player. It's going to be a generation of that's upcoming that that's, that's their their uh, reference point for Troy Polamalu is going to be. Yeah. He, is, he is. He plays villager number one. Do never forget. Never forget. It, isn't he also in like Pitch Perfect or, or something? Yes. I believe he is. Wow. Cool. Anyway, my one, he's been looming over my left shoulder the entire night. Um, I wouldn't watch mixed martial arts without him, George St. Pierre. Slipping outside and throwing a long jab of his own. It's, oh, oh thank thank you. Kick. Thank you. Oh, he's hurt. St. Pierre he's hurt. It. He's big time hurt. With the elbow. Oh, it is. Um, probably would have had a perfect career if not for Matt Sarah's left hand. Uh, but still, he's the greatest welterweight of all time. As, and as fast as Usman is catching up to him there, um, there was a level of dominance where he he and Anderson Silva, the super fight that never happened. Um, but there was a level of dominance in the, the late 2000s, early 2010s that to me is unparalleled in mixed martial arts. Um, he... Towards the end of his career, he was not, he wasn't the most interesting fighter. He uh, he certainly uh, took decisions where he could, uh, but he still killed people. Save for the Hendricks fight, uh, him knocking out Bisping to win the middleweight title, and uh, whenever when he did at MSG was just icing on top of the cake. Um, I could, yeah, like again, I wouldn't be following combat sports at all if it wasn't for St. Pierre. Um, I came into MMA because of the whole thing surrounding the BJ Penn fight. Um, BJ Penn still a bit of a shit heel for accusing him of that shit to this day, but we can leave that where it is. Um, St. Pierre's an all-time great. I 
I couldn't. There's a reason why he's the one athlete behind me on my wall. Muted. Muted again. Almost did it. I think that's my only one. Fuck off. I think so. I don't think. Yeah, shut your mouth, Scully. Um, is it is he the greatest, or was that Vaseline on his back made him the greatest? We want to talk about that. Well, that's what that's what I said. There was Vaseline on his back. Hmm. Dana White says different. Um, overall, uh, (laughs) that's what George said. Beer. Um, no. Uh, I wish Bism would have beat the fuck out of him. No. Um, yeah. Uh, he was also one of those fighters that I found very boring at the time, like overall. Like, he was one of those, I'll fucking hold you on the ground, I'll hold you, and I'll win for five minutes and go. He's good. One of the greatest fighters. I still stand by, like, I'd rather, you know, like an Anderson Silva, stuff like that over a Mosheral. But again, special spot to your countrymen. Like, that makes sense, you know, overall. Like, no shot on it. Uh, he's crazy. Like, him and Dana's fights, like, after the UFC are still one of my. Favorite things to read about how much they hate fucking each other. It's so good, um, but yeah, George St. Pierre definitely on the Mount Rushmore of mixed martial arts. There's no question. Uh, everybody else, quick on George St. Pierre. George he was Rush great in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I fucking knew hey, Bat- Rock has the uh, the opening scene to my favorite comic book movie of all time. So, yes, he's a shitty hair though, on that so it makes it worse. <laughs> he does. Yeah. No. Great legend. Absolutely. Um, was unfortunately slightly before the time I got incredibly um, MMA obsessed. Yeah, that would have been crazy for your time, like like getting crazy into it, like you are now. Yeah, no. What Brooklyn uh, said as well. I, I'm surprised that wasn't the clip because and, and instead it was the knockout that followed it. I mean, I think it is the Matt Hughes knockout and the rematch is kind of emblematic of his career. It's the yeah. one big. And I mean, and just just a little peek behind the curtain. Um, my producer for the show is a Minnesota Vikings fan, and if he would have sent to the list, it would have been all Minnesota Vikings fan, and one oh two basketball players and Minnesota, and one fighter, I guess George. Uh, yeah, fine, but overall, he doesn't know who George St. Pierre really is. I, I'm just saying, you just, I'm not taking any shots at you. You just don't. It was before your time. You were twelve. You were like six in diapers. You watch cars. Calm down. It's like he's. It's like Coho is like standing on the foot of his sofa. He's just talking down to him. Hey, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to be rude to you. I'm just saying he was. He fought in the time frame that you were young. I watched every episode of The Falcon of the Winter Soldier. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fucking hate myself here. Okay. Um, Scully, what's and I name? don't watch MMA. Oh. So. Billy Jean King, number one. Uh, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <safe>. <laughs> number oh, one. oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't hear you because Bar was uh, whining. I'm um, number one, the greatest of all time himself, Michael Jordan. Did he not have a club ready for MJ? There's literally a million you could use. You it's hard to pick. Hard I to literally pick drag and drop them all, and for some reason, Jordan's not here. Give me one second. <laughs> uh, do you want me to move to the next person? Sure. Rue, what's your number one? Michael Jordan's coming, everybody. Uh, my number one is Serena Williams. 18 errors. 10 winners in this set alone. Really strong improvement. And she can sneak the backhand in two and she needs it. Easy to give this one up. But 
She's such a good competitor. There's no way that's going to happen. And not only to make the distance there, but... Tennis is hard as fuck. I have tried it. It's, it's a fucking difficult sport. Uh, and to be that dominant in your league, to be one of the only people to, whether it's true or not, one of the only women to ever be considered to be like, yo, she could, she could go up against the men and probably whoop some ass. Um, the woman played pregnant. Like, how do you, how do you beat that? The woman played pregnant is an absolute beast of a, a human being athletically. And also had to do that while living up to the shadow of her sister, who was also amazing, and then taking that and running with it and becoming the most dominant person probably in a sport ever with Scully's being very, very close. Uh, Serena is is just a beast of a human being, uh, and she is, is just such – such an amazing athlete, uh, and and got sh also on top of that, her and Venus got so many uh, black girls uh, into tennis. Naomi Sloan, just icons uh, of of athletic history. So, I mean, oh, I had her at number five. I thought uh, Billie Jean was the only tennis player I forgot. <laughs> Okay, I'm just waiting for you to get all these old jokes out of your system. Um, so, uh, yeah, the Serena Williams is just a fucking beast. In that clip you just saw, like her agility and her like her ability to just like spy where the ball is about to bounce and just like run towards it is incredible. Like she is the ultimate mix of brawn and brain. Um, she just had such a command of the court and her the way that she will hit a ball it's it and smoke is coming off of it um yeah just incredible she's a badass i mean she's terrifying <laughs> i would not want nothing to do with her on the court she's mean she's vicious Sometimes a bad sportsmanship, but you know, fucking, that's the competitive nature. And you, I mean, that's the thing that if you had to say a knock against Serena, it's going to be that she has, she doesn't always have the greatest sportsmanship, which I don't blame her. Um, she is one that I have watched more tennis matches probably of anybody else. I think she's absolutely incredible. I, I, Venus is also really good, but Serena is the one that I hang, she's in. She broke the sport. And I hate when they like mention like accomplishments and everything else on sports and like Serena's like not in the top ten of athletes or whatever. Like if you had to like create a top ten of sports athletes, Serena's in the top ten. I mean she she's broken the game, she's changed the game. Her grunts are the most powerful of all the women tennis players, like and they're the only ones that grunt that loud, like holy shit, I'm I'm sorry, but it's that's the one thing that's um, Serena is so rough, powerful. Right? Yeah, but I think Serena beats her. Yeah. Just goes. Uh, I love when she yells at the judge too. So great, like that entire exchange. Like she's screaming at the judge. Like good about the whole coaching thing. Yeah, Serena. Yeah, I can say I can go on for a while. I think she's absolutely incredible. Um, 
the movie King Richard kind of overrated. Just gonna say that by that. Um, but everything else <laughs> shouldn't win the Oscar. Denzel. Uh, everybody else uh, on screen. She, she, I was between her and Griffey for my ten. Uh, she's the greatest person to ever pick up a tennis racket. Very talented player. I've never been a big tennis fan, but she's clearly uh, the top of her sport. You're muted. Welcome to the club. Fuck. Thought I would have got through with the entire show. Me too. Missed yeah, it. Fuck. Uh, yeah, she's fucking wild. Um, in that clip, too, the passing shot she almost gets by Azarenka is fucking wild, even how off balance she is. Uh, it's nuts the power that she can generate from literally anywhere on a tennis court. Uh, we're going to go back to a little player some people might know. I think his name is Michael Jordan. Malone is doubled. They swat at it and steal it. Here comes Chicago. 17 seconds. 17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan. Open. Chicago with the lead. do them like that. Fucking, go ahead. Nasty as hell. Yeah. Almost went to game seven. Doesn't know what almost, go almost won. Jordan never had a heads go to a game seven in in, 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 in those series. He, he he never allowed it to go that far. Um, and like even that clip right there, that's the tail end of his of his career with the Bulls. That's the last that that's that's the last play of his Bulls career because if, you, if you've seen the last dance, you know he 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 retires for the second time after that, um, and like, but yeah, but, but but looking at him overall, he's insane. I mean, the way he approaches the game of basketball, a game that I've loved and played my whole life, it's unlike a, it's unlike any other player. His attitude is, "Fuck you! I'm gonna be, be I'm gonna be better than you." I know I'm better with th- th- than you, and let me show you how. You see where where, where 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 Kobe gets it all from. Michael was the original trendsetter, and you know, yeah, he he wasn't great at baseball, but I mean, hell, he he, he walked away from basketball because it was gambling nuts, uh, and goes to play baseball, and he, he he's not terrible. Yeah, he's not great. He's never gonna make the majors, but he got to he, he, he got to double A. That should stand for something. Um and so yeah, but then him him coming back mid season and almost getting the Bulls back to the promised land and then the next three years, three titles. That's it's uh, it's unreal. Um I actually kind of like what he did in, in, in the 80s a bit more just because I think it showcased how crazy he was when he was just a young kid just taking the, the league by storm and then having to go through the, the gauntlet that the East was at, 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 the, at the time just to get any kind of recognition is wild um, but yeah he, he is he, he, he is my idol in, in terms of an athlete uh, physically Mentally, and in, in 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 terms of attitude, we all want that stone killer, that that that, that stone cold attitude that 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 MJ had, and seeing the the respect that all the players 
especially at the 75th anniversary uh, celebration, everyone looked at Michael differently. They all treat each other as friends, but they saw Michael as the true goat. And I think it speaks volumes all these years later. Well, I had uh, I have Mike at three. Coho, I'd like to thank you for not having any of the numerous uh, Knicks videos um, because as a New York Knicks fan, as a New York Knicks fan growing up in Chicago for five of the six championships, he is my second most hated basketball player of all time and still on this list because fuck Reggie Miller. Anytime I can say fuck Reggie Miller, I will say fuck Reggie Miller because he is a piece of shit. Um, but uh, – He almost got shot. Yeah, Mike Mike is Mike. Is Mike. Uh, my favorite story of his, um, punch Steve Kerr in the face uh, in practice. So, so great. Um, nothing more to say. But fuck Reggie Miller. Somebody else have him? Nope. Only two? All right. Well, uh, I will say Jordan is a legend because of his petty ass psycho. Yeah, he is. He is literally John Wick. I after the last dance, I am proven by this. He was so bored with the game of basketball that he literally had to create rivalries in his own league to make it interesting for him. The dude's crazy. Um, I everybody says it's like he played worse, uh, he played against a bunch of plumbers and blah blah blah, like no actual good play. Whatever. They actually played defense. I will stand by it. They played defense. There the was Knicks actually defense. Out of him consistently. Yeah. I mean, like there was rules in place for him. The Detroit Pistons had the Jordan rules where basically if he entered the paint, hit him, punch him, do whatever you have to. Who just entered the call? Isaiah Thomas is a bitch and should have been left off the 92 Dream Team. Um, Just overall, just – I don't know whose name that was. Uh, whoever just just they beat the tr- they beat him. He basically had such a hard mentality too that he like made sure Isaiah Thomas wasn't on the the dream team. Uh, I love the clip that Gary Payton goes, "Man, if I would have done this earlier, we would have had him. If we would have pressured him a little harder, and he just starts laughing because he's like, yeah, not a shot. Like he just is the definition of the best basketball player. Like." Say what you want about LeBron. Better stats overall, better passer, rebounder, sure. Absolutely. But when you think of the game of basketball, six championships, takes time off, dad passed away, comes back, wins six rings, and get it. He's got Pippen next to him, but those are two players, and Rodman can rebound. The rest of the team was role players at best, and he was able to literally take that team and make them what they were. The dude's insane. The dude was the most clutch player the highlights, I was young when it was coming up. I'm more, I'm more 95, 96, 97 for me because that's like the years that I remember him playing. Um, I remember more like um, of uh, – what's the word? I, I'm a wizard. I would like a little bit more because I watched basketball more at the time. But, yeah, dude's a living legend. Uh, I still love the clip. Call me when LeBron has six rings. It's not the only argument. It's the only argument I need, Sean. <laughs> like, <laughs> still quote. Six rings, six and zero, oh, six MVPs. Done. Drop the mic. Defensive Player of the Year. Seems nuts. Say what you want. Uh, everybody else on uh, Michael Jordan. Uh, I, not growing up in Chicago, I didn't get to appreciate him as much as everyone else did, considering I'm young. So, yeah, slight bit before my time. Um, he had magic shoes that made a ten-year-old be able to play basketball. That was strange. 
We also did not have like NBA League Pass where you could just watch the Bulls whenever you like to watch the Bulls. Instead, you had to like wait for clips and highlights. Crazy times. Um, there's a fight happening in the chat. I don't, <laughs> um, I don't know what's happening, but watch like 500 Stones. Find out. Jim, shut up. You're an idiot. Has nothing to do. With um, Oh, by the way, I think a sports topic is coming back lately. This is a 5D show. Everybody seems to be in that engaging. This is nice. Um, all right, Lucas, I wonder who number one is. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is easy. It's the god of all time sports. It's top. Off the fake to Ridley. Brady going deep. And a diving catch. That's a fucking random ass question. Who has Randy Nelson? I, I was, was like, but that's not even the famous Moss, the touchdown against yeah, the Jets. The <laughs> it's like, that's like week seven or eight or something. That's just random. Um, Yeah, Tom Brady. Long pass is what he went with. Seven rings, most passing yards of all time. I'm sorry he doesn't have any cool looking throws, Lucas. It took a while. A lot of checkdowns. A lot of checkdowns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 84,000 yards worth of checkdowns. I mean, I. Don't even lie. The man has checkdowns. No, no. I mean, he's an okay. he's an he's an excellent, um, accurate passer. Very got the ball out of his hand. Paul, you missed already missed my Bernard Pollard takes early in the show. Um, we'll, we'll get back to that. Yeah, no. Tom Brady, seven ranks, all time leader in wins, touchdowns, passing yards. <laughs> he dumps off to James White. Edelman slants. Get your uh, your football straight. Um, yeah, no, Tom Brady. It, it's it's. We had the argument about Peyton Manning and him earlier. Um, I genuinely take my fandom out of it. I don't think you can make an argument for Peyton Manning over Tom Brady. I don't think you can make an argument for anyone over Tom Brady as the greatest quarterback of all time, based on the fact that he not only has way more rings than anyone else, but he is way ahead in every single counting stat. If you compare other quarterbacks, he literally has a hundred more touchdowns and 60 less interceptions than Manning. Andy played until he was older. Andy played with worse receivers. I remember the Roche Caldwell years. I remember thinking, oh my God, I hope Chad Jackson is good. Like Brady was dominant and amazing with kind of nobodies. There's not like, I don't, outside of Moss and Walker and Edelman, not really anyone going to be like, not really anybody on the, of his receiver of his weapons are really going to be considered all time greats outside of like maybe Gronk, but um yeah Tom Brady Deion Branch you're fucking I love Deion I love Deion Branch um it's very sad no. trade in Seattle and here's my thing Steelers have six rings right Brady has seven that's nuts say what you will about his defense, say what you want about everything, say that you don't like him. I grew up, I'm not a Red Sox, I'm a Red Sox fan, I am not a Patriots fan. I play too much fantasy football for that shit, but overall, I loved Fenway days when the Patriots showed up with the trophy and they walked around. It was great times. My thing is, hate him, because you ain't him, basically is how it boils down. I, again, I'm the same guy that every Super Bowl, God, can there be somebody else than Brady right now? Like, holy shit, can somebody else be here? Yeah, well, until he joins the 49ers. Listen, um, I don't think he's done. The man's, it shouldn't be done. The man just had a great season this last season and did it again. The dude's crazy. He's so good. He's 
defeating Father Time, he yeah, check down, do what you want. Seven seven times in this championship, lost three times, two to the Giants, one to the Eagles. Eagles. And that Super Bowl is by far the best Super Bowl in the last 20 years, like overall. Eagles versus that was back and forth, massive, massive class. So, Brady, do I think he's number one of all time? No, but how can you not be? If you're a Patriots fan, the man brought you more happiness and success than any sports athlete will ever do for you. I mean, in that time frame, the Red Sox have won four rings, but he has three more than them at this point. That's nuts. Yeah. And you can hate him, but you can't deny he's the greatest quarterback that's ever played the game. Everybody else. I don't think I've seen more joy in a person than watching the 28-3 Super Bowl uh, with a diehard Patriots fan. Oh, I turned the, I turned the game off. I turned the game off. Oh, that I was like, it's back on? No, I turned it back on. I turned it off. It was 23. I was like, I'm not going through this. I've had the Giants losses. And then I came back. I think, like, we started the comeback. It's insane. Absolutely insane. Greatest comeback. Second greatest comeback in sports. Man. Look, I will not say that Tom Brady is not one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He's He definitely is. Much respect to the man as much as I don't want to. Um, I will say, you also have to give a lot of credit to Bill Belichick. Uh, I think Bill Belichick is a big part of those wins. The argument uh, stopped. Games don't count as stats. When he goes to another team and wins the Super Bowl first year game, the question is over. It's over. It's done. Is he the greatest not- coach that's ever played? Yes, but you can't argue anymore. When he did it on a different team with a brand new team, you can't say that shit anymore. And He's better he than Belichick. Gronkowski. Gronkowski and barely caught player. anything. Broken need Gronkowski. Let's let's calm down for a sec. It doesn't matter what your weapons are. You still have to hit them. Like. Now, okay. So, I'll be the last one to, to, to chime in here. He is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but I don't think it can be it can't be overstated that if he has dealt the same hands as some other longstanding NFL QBs are dealt, he has less rings. Is he one of the greatest? Absolutely. Has he won rings completely on his own medal? One hundred percent. But you can't deny he has had significant help from defense and 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 especially in Tampa with the stacked rosters he had for his two years there. But yeah. And and it, it it led to it led to them being able to win that Super Bowl because not many defenses can hold Patrick Mahomes to nine points. But all that aside, his mental his his mentality and his able his ability to read a defense like the back of his hand is unbelievable. It is unparalleled amongst all almost any other quarterback ever. He is one of the smartest quarterbacks to he's one of the smartest quarterbacks to ever play the game. And he 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 just he 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 finds ways to win. He finds ways to win. Now a lot of the times it's not by chucking it down the field, sometimes it's dumping it off. It's just good it's good uh it's good decision making. And that's what he's always been best at. I'll, 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 go, I'll go quick. Uh, purely based on on-field performance, there is no athlete I hate more in the history of sports than Tom Brady. Oh. He has given me nothing but pain 
basically for my entire sporting life. Um, but that. he's the greatest of all time. Like Joe Torre, I'd throw him downstairs and saw him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking fast. Uh, Rue. I already said it. Uh, oh, okay. Well, but yeah, uh, he is the greatest of all time. Oh yeah, yeah. The greatest of all time. Um, okay, just to let everybody know, so sports did really well tonight. I'm really happy for it. Sports will be coming back later this year. It will probably be moments, sports moments of all time. So we'll talk about it. We'll submit it. We'll figure it out. There will only be four. We won't do five. So just to let you know. Um, we're gonna go to uh, the combined list. I don't know how the fucking show works. You tell me. Do I announce the winners or do it? What I've done this? I announced the winners first, right? Okay, I fucking did this 137. But I don't fucking know how I do the show. You understand why Coho's in the back pulling the strings? This is why he's fucking here. Okay, he's my right hand man. Never would. No one can replace him. Um, <clears throat> even though he's shitty at Viking fans. Um, okay. Um, number one, first place. Not a fucking shock here. It's gonna be. It's going to be Lucas. He's got an. He's got an A minus. Um, I mean, he literally had Red Sox, so it helped. He had some players on. Like, what the fuck? But overall, cheat code. Yeah, cheat code. He's fucking pandering. It works. Uh, second place. Um, I'm gonna go Thomas Scully. Uh, Scully was close. I mean, MJ and David Ortiz over there. Some picks I wouldn't pick, but I can't argue with them. You also have LeBron, which is the worst pick on the list but overall. <laughs> I get it. Fuck him. Um, third place is Amaru, um, Rue, uh, Serena, Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan. Those are so many. You had the, the tallest, the longest, like, um, soccer player, but he undressed somebody on the field, so that's impressive. Um, I'm going to give fourth place to um, Patrick. Um, Patrick, wow. uh, Jordan St. Pierre, uh, Troy had some really just interesting picks. He got, let me talk baseball for two of them, which I really enjoyed. Um, some that I just couldn't really argue with. You also had, you know, soccer low. The reason why I picked Barr is because he forgot half the people, and then he also argued that um, Peyton Manning. And then Billie Jean King, um, which is funny still, and it will be a joke for a while. I'm not giving grades because overall I just love to talk sports. Like, this is, like, the highlight of why I was like, oh, I should have to watch <laughs> shitty-ass movies and talk about Michael <laughs> Gorman. It was great. Uh, thanks for everybody for that. Uh, your combined list, best sports athletes of all time, Muhammad yeah. Ali, Manny Ramirez, George St. Pierre, Tom Brady, Michael Phelps, Serena Williams, Troy Palomalu, Michael Gordon, Kobe Bryant, and... Hall yes. of Famer, Big Poppy David Ortiz. This is my fucking city. Um, if I had to do a correct list, this is not like overall. I put David Ortiz, Pedro, Dustin, um, Shaq, I think is one of the greatest defensive players of all time. Like, I loved him. Greg Maddox, greatest pitcher I've ever seen. I just love um, Shaq in a Cavs uniform. That's what we joked about, too. Shaq in he a also. Uniform. Unit also, in a giant I will say this. This is the only one I will bring up. That he also had Xander Bogarts as Dustin Pedroia at some point. It was really funny. <laughs> uh, but he picked up Red Sox and just dropped him. Um, Randy Johnson, Connor, J.J. Watt, Tim Duncan, and bring me on screen, Ray Lewis. I've never been more excited when he came out and did his dance right before he went, when he went to the Super Bowl. Best dance before. I understand how much pain that had to cause He's a real straight shooter. Motherfucker, can you not fucking excellent shit? life work? I'm glad. No, great with sashimi. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, uh, 
So, three Red Sox, wow. I could have had the entire team. I could have told you millions of players. Uh, Kevin Lester, That's Lester, what Lucas did. John Lester, uh, Josh Beckett, there's great players. Will Little um, Books. Here we go. Next week, guess what? This is probably not happening because I fucking hate this community. Like, absolute hate every one of you. I don't like you. You watch my show, you don't spend shit. I hate you. So next week, we're going to try probably rom-com if it doesn't work for this. So submit a list if you have rom-com. If you don't, we'll throw something else. This one probably won't happen either. Directors make a classic. Can't get lists to save my life. Then the following week, we're going to best of the Oscars 2000s. Co-host a lock for that one. If you don't know how that show works, watch the 2010s one. It works the exact same way. And then Al Pacino movies with Kirk. Submit your list. Also, I need one more for top 100 performances. I have Coho. I have Boatman. I have Pinchuck. Pain. Correct. <laughs> One more. Submit your list. You'll be on the show. I promise you. If you submit it, I don't care what it is. It could be the worst list that I've Tony seen. may kick off his other people on the show. Actually, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, you, if you think you have a really bad acting taste, let me tell you. There's one on the show that's worse. Um... So please submit your list. It will be a lot of fun. It'll 10 weeks with Coho yelling. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Sports went really well. I'm so excited. This is crazy. So see you next week. Better here in this round, though. Steps into it, passes, caught, to go!